Hi. Hello. Look at that. Another Passive Pixels episode. Somehow you poor bastards are still here. Can't believe it. Over here I have the unofficial second chair because for the most part I just really can't cut him a check because honestly Passive Pixels isn't even a podcast. It's just a way for me to launder my money. Dorian, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. How's the money laundering going for you, Ed? Uh, I just admitted it on recording, so I think it might be re- going really bad soon. So this is the last episode of Passive Pixels. We're finally Every here. single episode of Passive Pixels <laughs> is the last episode until you send me a message like two days before saying you up, and I go, I, I can be. And then we just... <laughs> Uh, oh my god uh so yeah how have you been how's the last two weeks treated you good actually pretty good just been doing a lot of uh gaming disgusting i know disgusting uh watch some film that that's less disgusting oh there we go i'm in um yeah no i know you're in for that (laughs) um yeah it's my birthday next week so that's horrifying but oh oh hell yeah the mortality mortality yes so we're one year closer to mortality so that should be fun but no that's been pretty good no complaints oh wow i'm jealous uh did you have a console die on you uh, or two consoles no funny enough all my consoles are in perfect working order um i am a chair charter member of the sony defense force actually uh, so I get uh, preferential treatment from Jim Ryan. So I have a, a fully functioning UI and fully functioning consoles. I assume you do as well, right? Uh, uh, my PS5 died. Ed, look, look, I, I told you so many times you shit talking Neil Druckmann was going to come back to haunt you. What the fuck Neil Druckmann? He killed my PS5. <laughs> <laughs> do i have to platinum it now is that the fucking punishment i have i, I need mean to we'll, find... s- we'll see the note that's included back in the console <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like you want a power supply play the last of us part two two more times <laughs> like do i really want a ps5 is this how i become an Xbox? is this how i just go straight into the streaming service world and go yeah this is how i'm gonna do this oh man good shit wait hold on <laughs> oh shit oh no oh no wait i need to pause this there. All right. Okay. Yeah. I had to roll it back for a second. I thought for a second I was using my shitty headphones that I use for work instead of my nice boom microphone that I save for this because, hey, look, even though I say I don't care about this, look at me. I'm still using a good microphone for this. So don't say I never did anything for you. But remember, if you ask me for money, I'm not doing it. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, my PS5 decided to just die. And that was immediately after my PS4 Pro decided to stop outputting an image from the HDMI. And then later on that night, after just taking two L's back to back, my network switch died. And I look, I really do think what it is, is that Phil Spencer is probably out to get me. He tried to kill my consoles. He killed the PS4. He killed the PS5. And then he got confused and killed the wrong switch. It's the only explanation. And I live in fear every day. Phil Spencer, get your needle away from me. I will not take the vaccine. Listen, it, no, it's not even about that. I think he's just pissed that you keep saying Xbox has no games. Like, Xbox has no games. He, no, you're right. But it, this has been a long con that's been running for 20 years, right? So you're exposing this con, and he will not take it. Uh, Phil, 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 your best friend over there, Bill, all right? Oh, God, they, it rhymes. Uh, Bill over there <laughs> understands that PC is the only place that has games, and that's just because people in third world countries can't afford consoles because of it import but they can afford a pc and i'm sorry halo's a pc game i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what an xbox is the only xbox game that i know exists is halo 5 and that's halo 5 Mm, mm, i'm sorry i don't know what you want me to say phil i don't believe you bill i don't trust you either don't trust either of them 
Okay, let's. I'm gonna go to the topic list before I start crying about my dead consoles again. I got. I said, pour a bottle out if you're listening to this for Ed's console. It's very sad. My PS5 is somewhere around the border right now of Texas, and every time I see it, I'm like, man, I really hope like the cartel doesn't really just drop <laughs> selling drugs and start selling PS5, since we know that's a lucrative business. True. I got Parasite Eve, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, South Park, Euphoria, Parasite. Walk Hard, Cloverfield, and 10 Cloverfield Lane, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, 12 Minutes, and Final Fantasy IV. Dory, what's your list? So I, I got Trails of Cold Steel 1, Hades, mm-hmm. Neon Genesis Evangelion, mm-hmm. uh, 12 Minutes, Halo 4, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Devil May Cry, Inside, and Phoenix Wright Trials and Tribulations. All right. Well, you know what always pisses me off is that we started Weep Trial as a joke at the beginning, and then it just kept coming back. So at this point, because of tradition, we just keep pushing the weep shit at the beginning. Correct. And while it feels like you're giving weebs the priority, I also like to think that we just like to front load how much pain we give them in every single episode. Does that feel like a good way to justify that? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck the weebs. Okay, perfect. All right. So then uh, do you want to start punching the weebs or do I grab them first and swirly them? Uh, fuck it. I'll, I'll start punching the weebs. All right, go uh, for it. I mean, I'm going to start punching the weebs, but it's going to be a very uh, simple punching of the weebs. Uh, we're going to start with, uh, also start with Phoenix Wright uh, Trials and Tribulations. Uh, oh, I, I think, yes. Trials yes. and Weebery. Uh, that's yeah. how we begin these. I mean, that's the perfect spot, right? Because it's a, literally a, a game about trials. It's good. I'm enjoying it so far. I have played for two hours. So as you can imagine, I don't have many comments on it. No, you're um, an expert at this point. Yeah, I'm basically an expert at this point. It's fine. Uh, it's fun. It's more Phoenix Wright. Uh, I play it on my Switch to distract me from other shit, which I will talk about in a minute. Um, but it's good. I can't wait to play more. I really enjoyed the second game. So yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much to say because I've just started on it. Uh, Phoenix Wright is fun, though. Shouting objection will never get old to me. I always do it with the guy. So yeah, I have nothing to add because I never owned a DS because I was still young enough in the PSP days to be like, I can only like one thing at a time. OK, so <laughs> I never played Phoenix, right? Never played the main games that were known on the 3DS. And also, even though I have a 3DS now, I still look at it, I'm like, yeah, eventually. And I got a 3DS like two or three years ago. There's almost nothing I can add to this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Other than it being like a trial game, do you know anything about them? or Nothing other than the fact that it's a trial game and made in Japan. So the made in Japan part tells me a lot. Yeah, well, and it's another one of those games, which, by the way, I'm sensing a theme with Capcom in general. Uh, it's mm-hmm. another game that really is trying to appeal to American audiences. Like, I think it even takes place in America. So, oh, hell yeah. When we get to Parasite Eve, we'll probably talk more. But any single time that a Japanese person is just like, look, we're just going to send back the same American shit back reinterpreted. That's always just going to be a fun time. It really is. Well, for sure. And I'm going to talk about it later, too, with Devil May Cry, even though I don't consider that we will get to that later. But it's the same shit. Like they're making something that they think would appeal to Americans. And that is very entertaining to watch. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we moving on? Did did Phoenix Wright just get its 15 seconds of glory and move on? Yeah, we're uh, we're sustaining the objection. I will talk more Phoenix Wright. Because uh, I will have some stuff to say on it, but I gotta finish it first. So. Wonderful. All right, uh, I have. You know, we'll just go straight into Parasite Eve. I beat Parasite Eve. Um, no, 
I'm I'm fine. I really shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have gone through the trouble of breaking a save. I shouldn't have gone through the level of making myself level 99. I don't know. It it was on Vita. I'm still really depressed about my consoles. Every single time I look at and I want to play something, I just remember that my PS5 is dead and I go, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to love again. So my Vita has just been around me. Parasite E was still there. I would jump in. The combat, I broke it immediately because I don't care about it enough to actually try. So I would just go into these boss battles and shoot them like three times and then the game would be over. And so pretty much the charm of being pandered to by the Japanese wore off very quickly. And I was just like, okay, what's the story now? And pretty much it was just more, oh, the mitochondria. Oh, it's, it's an ancient thing and all these biological terms that we just learned. And I'm like, uh, is this all this is going to be? And pretty much from there, I just kept playing. And eventually I got to the end and look, I broke the game. All right. I'm at level 99. I'm at ridiculously (laughs) weapons, right? I'm just destroying these things. But there's a section of the game where it's like, oh, you need to run in and blow up this place. And it's real time. It's not like in the combat zone, like you're actually walking around like you would normally. So I'm running away from this enemy and you go left or right. And pretty much the game doesn't tell you, oh, go left or go right. So I went, oh, I'll go right. And I got trapped and I got killed immediately and I got insta killed. And I went, okay, yeah, all right, fine, whatever. Uh, Game over. And then it booted me back to the menu and it went, oh, no, when the fuck did I last save? And immediately after I was like, okay, if I knew this wasn't the last boss, I would have just deleted this. But at this point... I'm in too deep. I just want to get the credits so I can write complete on my list of things that I've done this year. So I went back and I beat the boss again. That's the thing. This boss has like three or four phases. So I went in again and did that. I did the wrong turn. And here's the thing. I didn't realize that this was a problem until this moment. Way too many times in these fixed camera angle games, I will go into a room not let go of the joystick, and then the character will accidentally walk out of the room that I just walked into. So So, annoying. (laughs) Yes, it really is. So I had beaten the boss, and I went back in. I went left this time. I went downstairs. The camera angle swaps. My character walks back out into the hallway I ran into, and then the boss touches me, and I died again. And I fucking raged. (laughs) Just visceral anger spilled out from me and then i just went no we're getting this done and so (laughs) after this point i remember that there are save states on vita playing it through the psp and i went yeah i'm doing this shit i don't want to fucking deal with you anymore so pretty much i died two or three more times even after the save state because the game kept doing shit to me like this and was like why is this shouldn't be this hard am i dumb right now is my depression clouding me and my gamer skills aren't coming back did doom eternal on nightmare and beating that just drain so much of me that i can't deal with literally locomotion in a 1998 game from ps1 and I, i i just i did it I did it, and I went, man, I want to delete you. I don't even want to save this. I don't even want to have a save that says I did this. I I just want this out. And so by the time I was done, I was like, man, 
I never want to think about this game anymore. I booted up my PS3. I deleted Parasite Eve 2 from there. I read a Wikipedia page and went, I have no idea what the fuck is going on in the second one. And I think, well, you know what? Maybe at this point, I'll play the third birthday. You, oh. It still makes me so sad that I didn't know until like a decade later that the third birthday was a soft reboot that had nothing to do with the other two games. Yep. All right. So, yeah, Parasite Eve. No, no. And uh that's all i got <laughs> yeah i i love parasite eve but a lot of it's probably very nostalgia based it's like a game i remember from my childhood you I played it contemporarily played... of course right yeah exactly i haven't played that game in 10 years so it probably doesn't hold up fantastic again devil may cry is a fixed camera angle game so i'll talk about that later but mm-hmm. yeah fuck the fixed camera angle games man i'm glad that's not really an issue anymore because oh boy those were uh those were a problem back in the day dude you know what's always impressive to me is that metal gear solid one and two are fixed yes. camera angle not games true. but what they, they always do is that whatever locomotion you were doing in the previous screen will follow over to the next screen unless you let go and then re-input it. And I was like, why did people understood this? Like, why did they screw it up? Any single time that there was a fixed camera angle, you fixed it. You fixed it. Why not? Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's Paradise Side Eve. Tossing it back to you. All right. Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion. Um Fuck this show. Yeah, um, correct. I'm still six episodes in. Fuck this show. Mm-hmm, uh, correct. Motherfucking Pen Pen. Pen Pen is the fucking boss. Motherfucking Pen Pen. And, oh, actually, hold, hold on a sec. Uh, oh, and oh, you oh, forgot oh. to mention the sponsor of the show. Oh, I forgot. Uh, <clears throat> uh, gentlemen and ladies, today we have a special sponsor. This episode of Passive Pixels is brought to you by QVC. Now, I'm sorry, people, but I love selling out. Do you love selling out? Well, probably not. But do you love money? Of course you love money. So, of course, we're going to take a short break from your content so we can have an unboxing of QVC-specific steelbooks. Dorian, take it away. Thank you, thank you. I'm very happy to be here today to introduce you to these amazing products with amazing value. Oh, and the so artwork. I, oh, their artwork. They're fantastic. Now, first of all, let me just open this up. Hold on a second here. Oh, we are going to open up the box. And just remember, if you can read the number on your screen right now, you can call us and buy any of these steelbooks. Yes, this is an audio podcast. No, there's not a video portion. Dial that number right now. All right. We're just reaching in here. And oh, look at this. This Now, this is a surprise that I wasn't expecting. Hold on. Let me talk to my associate producer for a second. Janet. Janet, what is with this one? Janet, you bitch. What would you do? It's a bonus? Okay. Well, here, look. Listen to this, folks. If you call now, you will get the only game. And I'm not lying. The only only game ever made by Ubisoft. So wow. here's the thing about Ubisoft. Ubisoft, they're not good. Nobody likes their games. Correct. <laughs> Ubisoft. But there is one game that they make that will make you rage in a good way because people are so fucking incompetent that you will have to play with them and rely on them as teammates. Yes, folks. I am talking about the classic Rainbow Six Siege. And this wasn't supposed to be included, but if you call now and input your credit card information, your social security number, social insurance number, we will include a copy of Rainbow Six Siege Deluxe Edition for your PlayStation 5. 
That is new, everybody. The only reason that was opened was because of the fact that the case was swapped out because the one they sent out was rotten. Now, that's insane, people. We are providing extra value. Not only is it a new game, the case has been swapped out for a better case from the previous case that I bought Resident Evil 3 from. Incredible deals, everyone. You're not going to catch this on any other podcast. Absolutely. Now, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Yeah, so fucking me and Genesis Evangelion for these first six episodes. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Shit, we're actually putting ads in the middle of everything. Oh, <clears throat> um, sorry. Uh, I apologize to everyone about the shilling and the ads, but I need to pay my mortgage. All right. Uh... <laughs> God damn it. We're going to do so many more of these. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a train wreck already. But yeah, no. Fuck, fuck this show. <laughs> I literally have nothing else to say because it's terrible. It is garbage. I played Phoenix Wright while fucking watching this show yesterday. I can only even muster through one episode. Watching these first like 15 episodes before it gets good is probably going to be one of the worst experiences of my life. Speaking of worst experiences in my life, I watched Parasite. I had oh. some fucking weebs. Some utter weebs burn every single bit of credibility that they had. Not only did I have one of them burn their credibility i had three because here's the thing i specifically said i will give you guys one more chance one chance to get me to watch one anime convince me that it's not just this barren waste of landfill that does not understand what pacing is what a budget is or what just any sort of artistic sensibility is and i had three of them go yeah you know what parasite with a y this is the one you want. And so I remember Yeah, please watching. don't confuse this with the amazing Parasite movie. <laughs> please. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Look, look, the Asians can only handle one good Parasite at a time, all right? And so Parasite, the Korean film, they did that one. Uh, Parasite with a Y, the one that was a fucking manga and then an anime. Garbage, absolutely insulting. Why the fuck was there an alien hand jerking off the main protagonist? Why? Why did I have to see this? Why is it on my Netflix queue? And now Netflix is going to be like, oh, well, you like this. Do you like it? Like, no, I don't. No, I don't, Netflix. Please get away from me. I don't need this in my life. There's enough negativity with a dead PS5 in my life. Please do not give this to me. I do not want this. I fucking hated this. There's just so much of it. It literally opens up with just this alien splitting its face and then smashing someone. And I was like, this is your opening scene? Am I supposed to be like, oh my god, cartoons can be violent? Like, it's fucking 2021. Cartoons are fucking violent. Whatever. Is this supposed to be shocking? Like, it's not the 90s anymore where if you saw something drawn and suddenly it just becomes adult violence, like, it doesn't fucking shock me anymore. I was like, I'm not curious. I just think this is stupid. And then progressively, I just couldn't find myself any reason to care i'm so glad that what i did is that i put this on my phone as i work because i'm pretty sure that if i would have actually sat down and paid attention to this i think i would have given it even more shit and you want to know i don't feel like i even remember most of this i have an, a wikipedia page open right on the other screen and the only reason i even remembered about the guy smashing the face is because it is one of the images that they have here because at this point the only thing i remember is alien jerk off main character and that's all i remember 
because after that I said, I'm done. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Anime is a waste. You know, I need another pick me up. Go to the QVC commercial. Yeah, I was going to say, it's time for a commercial break with QVC. Oh my God. You know you are watching live TV through audio podcasts if you have one segment for two minutes and then a five minute commercial break. What do we have in the box? Well, let's open the box here. Now, this is beautiful, all right? This is actually a authentic, authentic Call of Duty infinite warfare uh sleeve and it's wrapped around no! okay uh it is wrapped around a empty copy of breath of the wild now you may ask why why is this wrapped around a copy of Breath of the Wild? Well, because you two can be a poser and pretend to enjoy this game, but not have to play how fucking awful it is. Welcome! We all know that Call of Duty is an American household institution, and we think that the best way to experience the game is by having just the box art and nothing else. And what better way to make sure that the box art doesn't creak and crack while you're sending it, wrap it around a Nintendo Switch copy. Don't worry, the ladies will love it. Sorry, I'm just recovering here. Yes, so <laughs> buy this now. <laughs> Call the number on your screen, and you too can own a actual, authentic sleeve for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Not the one with Kevin Spacey, by the way. What a shame. So it's still fine. You're not canceled. <laughs> And Breath of the Wild, the empty case edition. Now, everybody, I know that. Oh, my God. Hold on. I have received word from Jan Janet. One phone call. One. You're fired. You know what? I'll give a phone call right now. Yeah, send me the piece of shit. Oh, my God. We have just sold out. We had only two copies, and they both sold out. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, everybody. You're going to have to try harder next time. Just be quicker on that trigger. Speaking of triggers, I have no idea even if the next topic has guns. What's the next topic? Next topic. Well, we got to finish. Okay, this is my last thing for weeps. Oh, get out of QVC, bro. Okay. Uh, uh, hold on. Wait. Is there anything for Parasite that you wanted to punch? Oh, uh, the, just the fact that a fucking alien that you think that it's acceptable in the first or second episode as a fucking plot device to have a fucking alien take over a hand and jerk off the main character and that this is somehow entertaining, interesting, or a good way to develop or advance a character or a plot is everything symptomatic that's wrong with fucking anime and should be burnt into the ground. You see, the best thing is that America tried it twice, and I think we should really go for a third time. Agreed. <laughs> next. All right, next. So the last weeb thing I have is Trails of Cold Steel 1. I finished it. I have completed it. I still really like it. I think it's fantastic. It's interesting, though. I would never in a million years recommend this game to anyone. And I'm not even just talking to you, Ed. I obviously wouldn't recommend this game to you. Naturally. But I wouldn't recommend this game to anyone because it's literal 20 hours of like world building before you get to the plot. You finally get to the plot. And then basically the game ends on a giant cliffhanger <laughs> to set up straight for part two because it's part two of a planned four part series. So they took their time introducing shit with the first one. But honestly, I really dug it. The characters are really great. The world building is absolutely fantastic. Still, the music was just okay for me. But I mean, apparently that gets better. So we'll see. And I think the thing I find most fascinating about this game, if I'm being honest, is to see a weeb game tackle politics. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. And it's so 
it's such an interesting idea to me. And I gotta say, they do it pretty well in the game. Like, I'm gonna... Okay, I'm going to jump into some spoilers here. I know you don't give a shit, but I'm going to warn everybody else. So, All right, give, give it the people. countdown, as always. I'm going to give it the countdown. So, three, two, one. But basically, so there's this guy. Oh, I'll tell him any story here as we go. So, okay. there's basically, there's this Darth Vader character named Seed. He always wears a helmet and he talks like this because I'm the bad guy in the game, right? Of course. So, and his name is Seed. And obviously, they're setting him up to be somebody you know. So, I'm trying to, throughout the game, I'm trying to guess, okay, is it this character? Is it this character? Like, it's obviously going to be somebody I know. Now, I didn't guess who it was. On a separate note, there was a character named the game named Crow. See, Crow, I probably should have guessed it. But anyways, mm-hmm. the Crow... All of the weebs were telling me, oh, you got to hang out with Crow and see his social links, man. This guy's so cool. I'm like, nah, fuck this guy. He's lame. He's stupid. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the character. I didn't spend any time with it. Of course, it turns out that Crow is C. So that was my biggest justifiable moment. I'm like, ha, you fuckers. I knew I didn't like this guy for a reason. He's a piece of shit. And they're like, no, now you don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Anyways. But so basically, there's this moment in the game where he assassinates this politician. And it starts off this because he's basically declaring war on this other neighboring state, assassinates the guy. And that just basically kicks off the powder keg to what's going to obviously going to be the next game. So I don't know. I just it's it's I, I've never seen anything out of a weed game like this before or maybe even a regular game. Like, I, I don't know of a lot of games that actually play with politics like this. I find it kind of charming and interesting in a weird way. So. I'm excited to play the rest of the series. They're very long games. So like everyone's all again, all the weebs like, oh, you got to jump right into Cold Steel, too. I'm like, no, (laughs) it's not happening. But probably by the end of this year, December, I'll have some free time after Green Man goes shoot, shoot. The final frontier comes out. Um, So I will probably check it out after that. All right. Uh, Because you said anime and politics, I feel like I just have to bitch about this. Uh, Attack (laughs) on Titan fans. Please uh, cover. Actually, no. Attack on Titan fans, please leave your ears completely open. But spoilers, I guess, for that. Three, two, one. This is a sentence I read. Fantasy world Nazis, but the iconography, uniforms, and ideology is exactly the same. Um, I had no fucking idea. They put basically fantasy Nazis in Attack on Titan. And um, I'm so glad the Walking Dead rule killed that show for me. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. So uh, hearing you say that the that the Japanese did good politics, it just reminds me of this and I can't and separate them now um and it's a uh, it's bad it's really bad well to be fair i can't say it's good politics yet i think it's interesting politics and i want to see where it goes with it and there's just so few examples of that being a thing for me uh, attack on titan i fucking hate that show and what what i heard about the whole nazi thing that just is even funnier to me which makes I... me fucking gl- even gladder i dropped it after a few episodes but yeah i i just don't recall a lot of politics in games in general let alone we politics so i'm, I'm cool i I think it's cool and i want to see where it goes i just imagine that you have two political people just sitting at the table and one of them just calls the other baka and they declare war on each other oh if that was the case man i'd be be my game of the year (laughs) okay you know what maybe i actually now am into it as a joke right that's a great (laughs) idea see you should be a game designer right you should be making these weeb games no the problem is that like i would do it as complete parody and then the weebs be like this is incredible i'm like no you fuckers you missed the point (laughs) you missed the point and then at that point it's like well do i just keep making fun of them and make money off of it and they don't realize that i'm doing this ironically or do i quit? No, 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 like- no. you don't understand this is how you make your neon genesis because you'll be so depressed that these fucking weebs are actually eating this shit up that you'll get really depressed it'll seep into your work and you'll make a fucking masterpiece shit okay you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna call uh, hideyakiano right now you know i think i have him on facebook or something <laughs> from years ago i'm pretty sure we'll figure it out perfect
<laughs> All right, uh, let's see. That was that. What do I have next? Do I have anything? Well, we haven't there? rated anything, by the way. We're terrible, oh, but God. I would give that an 8 out of 10. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Parasite Eve, a... Um, wow, this is a PS1 game out of 10. Um, Parasite, uh, it, it's exactly what I've been repeating this entire time. Alien jerks off, main character out of 10. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Uh, Phoenix Wright is, I'm a dumb kid, but I also had a PSP out of 10. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel is whatever score I gave it last time. Uh, or you know what? No, no. New score, uh, Fantasy Nazis out of 10. Perfect. Uh, and I'm giving all the stuff you talked about already a, I'm not going to go back and rate it out of 10. Damn right. I'm honestly shocked I even remembered most of what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, me too. All right. Uh, is, is it time for another commercial break, or is there something else in Weep Trial? Yeah, no. Let, let, uh, commercial break. Commercial break. Everyone, I'm so glad that you stayed behind for the last segment. Please stand by for our uh, sponsors. Oh, my God. I forgot the actual word. Uh, paid contributions. Yeah. All right. Well, we are back. And for fans of Weebs, oh boy, do we have a treat for you. It's really not Weeb, but you'll claim it as one of your own anyways because you're pieces of shit. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me introduce to you the one, the only, the near replicant version. One, two, two, four, seven. Oh, we four, got all the numbers. Four, eight, seven. One, three, nine. Replicant Steelbook Edition. Now we accidentally is... activated a Russian agent by reading those numbers out loud. Yes, yes. Stravosky, go. Now, here we go. This is a beautiful steelbook. Let me tell you, folks, if you could see it with your own eyes on this audio-only podcast, you would be calling <laughs> and wowed right now. It is shiny. It is white. It is mint condition. Now, here's the shocking thing, though. Once you open this bad boy up, you're going to be greeted with a copy of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Let's oh, be real. You're going to get this steelbook and feel like a weeb. You're going to open it up and be America. Odd guns. It's the perfect combination. Call now. Now, the only way that you know it could have gotten in there was a manufacturing account. As we all know, that the uh, the same specialist that sends out these discs handles Activision and Squares games all the time. So this is a one-of-a-kind disc. Now, if we can just have one caller, literally even one, you can offer us $10, please. Oh my god, we're losing so much money. Please call now, and you can have this one-of-a-kind near version that lets you feel like you are an American every Every single day of your life. Actually, oh, wait, wait, hold on. I'm getting word. Uh, Janet's daughter, yeah, who's also <laughs> named Janet. You've replaced her, yes, Janet. Um, you, you've what? Uh, oh, okay, oh, no, never mind. She's ordering food. Okay, no, no callers yet. But they'll, they'll come. They'll come. <laughs> I need money to buy a new PS5. <laughs> this is going badly. Oh, <laughs> run. <laughs> Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hey, guys. I'm sorry about that commercial break. I, I think we keep getting a pirated signal getting cut in here, but uh, you know, Horrible. I'm really not going to worry about it. Uh, movies and games, right? Yes, let's do it. All right. Uh, I will start off uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, ah, forgetting classic. Sarah Marshall is uh, great. Oh, my God. It's so weird about this movie is that it never feels like it really has the laughs per minute that you're like, oh, man, this is what would really make a good movie, making me laugh almost every other minute. But it's a movie that 
takes its time still actually wants to be a movie which you know most of the time whenever a comedy tries to do that i'm like ah well can you not i just really want to sit here and laugh but the fact that jason siegel like actually does handle this like a guy who was broken up with after a girl for five years this is a movie that actually treats itself like with seriousness seriousness as in like it's not just gonna be a joke to laugh at like this is like oh man this guy really has been completely broken and he actually has an arc to be a normal person on the other end of it and i'm not gonna lie the fact that it did that meant that anytime that there wasn't a joke i was still interested which was a good mark and then every single time that they had a joke it felt like they actually I know I have no proof of this, but it always feels like whenever I watch this movie that this probably is a cut that had less jokes than what they originally had. But then they went over and went, well, we actually still want this to be a movie. So they probably called out the weaker jokes and only kept every other joke that landed every single time. So somehow, even though it probably makes me laugh less than the other kind of Golden Age Apatow movies, this one lands harder because almost every single joke that they throw out works out even better. Also, just because I feel like I have to end it like this, um, inside of you, inside of it's fucking gold. Jonah Hill, just in this entire movie, simping for Russell Brand's character is never going to be not funny. Oh, my God. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd's the eternally young guy. Paul Rudd, my God, is just so good at playing an idiot in this movie. Uh, just this one is just so good. I, I'm not going to buy it, but like. Ah, I'm so glad that Forgetting Star Marshall is still good, and I need to remind people that Forgetting Star Marshall is like one of the late 2000s, early 2010 movies that I feel like is getting forgotten because everyone goes to like Superbad or 40-Year-Old Virgin. Like, this movie is still here. This movie is still good. It's great. Oh, I agree. And I actually, I think I like this movie more than the 40-Year-Old Virgin. It's really, I agree. it's really great. I don't know if it's quite on Superbad level for me, but it's great. Mm. I mean, look at this cast. Kristen Bell, Jason Segel, Paul Rudd, Mila Kunis, Russell Brand, Bill Hader, fucking Jonah Hale, like, I mean, it's a who's who of fucking comedy in there, yes. and they're but play a really good storyline, serious movie in there, and they're putting laughs around it. It's really well done. I just think that Jason Siegel is like really underrated because he is. <laughs> That he just has this really good comedic timing. The fact that he wrote this script, and I just have to imagine that he probably can sing. And I have to imagine that he also wrote the lyrics for the songs in this movie. The, the fact that he does a Dracula musical, and every single time I hear him do it, it's always funny. I love it. And I just, where is Jason Siegel? Like, Jason Siegel felt like he was around and then. Like he just kind of disappeared, or am he, I wrong? No, I'm I'm looking at his IMDb right now. He has not done much, honestly. Like he's done like back in 2019, 2018, he did a couple of movies I've never heard of. Come Sunday, Our Friend, and then realistically, that was it until back in 2015 when he was doing How I Met Your Mother. He did a movie called Sex Tape, which wasn't really good. And then yeah, it just he hasn't done much. <sighs> that makes me so sad. But to be fair, to be fair. It does make me think that Jason Siegel got his wish and then he fucked right off. And I think that would be pretty cool. So the thing is that at the... Okay, so Forgetting Sarah Marshall has this entire plot line about how he wants to do a a Dracula musical but with puppets. And so the thing is that... Come on. He's doing musical with puppets. What movie does he get to do later? The Muppets. Like, I really do think that after he did the Muppets movie, he's like, I have done everything I needed to do. I've made my money. I've done what I've achieved. 
I'm out. I'm done. I, I will just keep my residual checks from all the movies I did, and I'm just going to fuck right off. And honestly, Jason Siegel, you do what you need to do, man. You fucking got your golden tickets. Go on, enjoy your life. You got your Muppets movie. Yeah, I'm with you. He's a great actor. If, if he never does anything again, I'll always have Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I really like. That movie's underrated. I feel like it's not underrated. It's underspoken of. Like, every single time that someone watches Forgetting Sarah Marshall, they're just like, yeah, this is great. It's more of just that people forget. Like, yeah, it's, it's more right forgotten. In that in range. Yeah. yeah you're, well, you're right. Just because when you think of these Apatow, it just isn't technically, Apatow didn't direct this movie, but he produced it and wrote it. Or yeah, that's the thing. Shit. Like, I call it the golden age because like any during that time range from like 2005 to like maybe as far as 2015 if Avatar had a name on it people were like oh shit this has a chance of being good yeah and this one was very good like i said yeah. I, I like a better than 40 year old virgin maybe knocked up and not as much as super bad but oh still yes good that's the problem super bad was the peak so anything yeah. after that point it's like well it's not super bad and so at the problem is that after that it just kind of gets scraped away and you're like ah oh, no please don't do that there's still some good movies after super bad don't do that that's no, true i really do need to watch knocked up again though i remember liking knocked up a lot and only recently have i started appreciating super bad more than knocked up so i need to rewatch that one although i'm pretty sure it's gonna be the same apatow third act problem where it's like wow how do we end this and <laughs> that's kind of what i like about forgetting sarah marshall forgetting sarah marshall is just paced properly it yeah. doesn't feel like there's a moment where it's weak like the fact that they treat it as a real movie means that there isn't any moments that are weak it's just always going to be oh here are the jokes now we're going to get jason siegel crying on the top floor of a hotel room and not only is it funny it's also adding to the story we're just like oh Oh, you poor kid. <laughs> so yeah, uh, getting Sarah Marshall, uh, I'm going to give it a, there were still good movies after Superbad out of 10. Yeah, it's probably a four star out of five comedy movie for me. I really like the movie a lot. So. Fuck yeah. Um, also, I'm going to Hawaii later on. So uh, this prepared me. Hell yeah. I kind of hope my wife doesn't leave me and I'm just in the middle of a empty hotel room just crying my eyes out and being told by, there's no Aldous Snow there. Oh, uh, if Aldous Snow is there, then I expect him to give me a sex lesson on chessboards on the beach. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, what what is next? Are is it another commercial break or are we are we going to another movie? Well, the only movies I have left are Cloverfield. So, oh, okay. Uh, commercial break. Commercial break time. Well, welcome back, folks. How are we doing? Have the phone lines been lighting up? Janice. No, Janice Jr., not your mom. Get off your phone! Okay, that's a no, folks. So we, we're really going to need your support. And look, I'm actually going to give you your support right now with a fantastic, fantastic overlooked steelbook. Not only is it an overlooked steelbook, it's from an overlooked game on a system that has no games. So obviously this is you know for the PC edition. But ladies and gentlemen... Let me feast your eyes on the one, the only, the beautiful Quantum Break Steelbook Edition. Now, wow. this is great because you've got A-list actors on the front cover. Oh. A guy looking mean with a gun walking away from an explosion. It's a video game when a man's walking away from an explosion. And if you check this out now, you will not get a copy of the game, but you get the beautiful and the gorgeous steelbook. What else could you want? So, what what do you do with a steelbook? What do you mean? Do you just, you know, 
they they sell these games digitally. You can just kind of download it. What what's the point of the steelbook? Did you just say a slur? I oh uh, steelbook? No, the D word. Uh, I'm gonna get canceled, aren't I? We don't allow that type of talk around here, Sonny Boy. Uh, do I fire myself? Do I send myself in the unemployment line with Janet? Oh, you're fired. <laughs> Damn it! How am I gonna get out? Physical only. Physical only. Steelbooks only. Please, let me have my job back. Very problematic. Anyways, yes. My, no. What my you Twitter account is gone. <laughs> what you do with this steelbook is you put it on your shelf and you admire it. Do you play the game? Probably fucking not. But you admire it. I think I'm admiring it. It's an audio podcast. I just have to imagine it. Oh, yeah. I guess I should describe it. Uh, well, I did describe it. The guy walking away from explosions is white. There's lots of cool-looking glass shard effects. Uh, it, it's very hip. I'm so excited. It's because of my job. I want money. Please. We'll see. I love men walking away from explosions with guns in their hands. Please let me have my job. I need to buy another PS5. And back to the podcast. All right. Now we're going to go to the main event. Clover Field. Clover Field. Let's go. Ah. Please talk about Clover Field, why you like it, so then I can destroy your entire career. <laughs> so, Clover Field, this is the classic movie back in 2008, I believe. Executive produced by J.J. Abrams, directed by the wonderful Matt Reeves, who will be doing the Batman soon and a whole helm of the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. Uh, Cloverfield, look, let me talk about Cloverfield for a minute. Let me paint you a picture. Let me paint the audience a picture. We're doing a lot of that today. <laughs> back in 2007, a young Addy, young Dorian, right, sat in the theater watching Transformers, or about to watch Transformers, Bayformers, as I like to call it. I still don't really like those Bad movies. choices being made all around? Yes, bad choices being made all around, but about to watch Bayformers. And then imagine, this trailer comes on for this movie, all these people at a party, looking hip, having fun. It's like, oh yeah, this is fantastic. And then all of a sudden, there's a monster attack. And they kind of build to it slowly. They, the Statue of Liberty's head gets fucking knocked off. And the only thing at the end of the trailer is not a movie title, not a name, just a website. 01 slash 18 slash 08 dot com. Wait, what? Wait, wait. So hold on, hold on. It's January 18th? Yeah, I believe that was the release date. I might, Fuck! I, might I might be fucking this up. Why? Damn it! No! My anniversary is on that date. You've got the anniversary of Clover. Oh, that is fantastic. Fuck! Yes, I'm looking it up now. It is 01 18 08. God damn it! That's, it's that's a, a, it's a different year, but fuck. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, so great. all that you get is that website, and you basically go on this website, and there's little clues that kind of unfold the mystery of what's going on in this movie, and it gives you a lot of background for the movie itself when you go into it, because the movie, admittedly, doesn't give you a whole lot of that. But I fucking love this movie. This movie to me is Godzilla for North American audiences. It's fun. It's frantic. The camera work is shaky as hell. It's not a modern masterpiece cinema by any goddamn means, but it's fun. Monster goes roar. City goes boom. That is what I wanted from this movie. That is exactly what I got. Tied in cool to the ARG and all the online gaming stuff that went with it. I have a fucking slush shirt still from this goddamn movie because I was so enthralled with this movie and the universe that it built. There were so many good young stars in this, like Matt Reeves directed it, Drew Goddard wrote it, Lizzie Kaplan was in this movie, it was fucking hilarious, T.G. Miller was in this movie. There were so many people in this movie before their careers took off, so I love Cloverfield. 
I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> this movie gave me the first sense of vertigo I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> I fucking hated that it felt like it was so inconsistent about what camera they were using. It made me want to just choke the cinematographer out for wanting to use one time at least a fucking Sony camera from 2007 that they went into a Best Buy and picked up and were using little CDRs to record. And I was like, ah, yes, that is fine. And then other times they would literally leave the camera in a stationary position. And you can tell that is no longer a Sony Vio webcam from a laptop. That is now a full on official film camera that they're using this is way too clean of a shot oh wait now here we're gonna do now we're gonna fucking shake the camera super really fucking hard i got a 77 inch in my fucking face i don't need to feel like i'm playing a call of duty with a motion blur turned up all the way up to 110 using fucking mods all right now you got this sony ass shaky camera where sometimes even the disc is skipping as they're recording it i fucking hated what this movie was doing to my eyes i fucking hated the opening of the movie because the opening was like oh okay we're setting a little bit of cadence you know we got these people and then the movie just continuously kills them over and over and over again and i never felt anything i just went oh okay they're dead now and then oh wait are we gonna have cool death scenes from that no just shake the fucking camera away from what i want to see oh look is that the the cool ass alien can I have more of the cool asset? No. We get TJ Miller going, ah, I'm so scared. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I got to move the camera. Oh, wait. I'm going to be a fucking sociopath and make sure that I carry the camera even though my friends are in danger. Like, I, every single fucking time that his friends were in danger and he was still holding the camera, I was like, this is a found footage film. You are putting the camera in the fucking movie. Please. Please, if you're going to make me recognize the camera, don't make me question every single time why you made this into a found footage film. All right, just make it a fucking movie. Just make it a movie with a couple of camera angles that show the alien a little bit more, destroying shit. Like, at least with Godzilla. Because that's the thing. When I was thinking of this movie, I was thinking of Godzilla 2014. How you had basically the human characters that did fucking nothing, but they built up Godzilla very well to by the point that you get to the end and he gives that roar, you are coming in your seat because that Godzilla roar gave me life where it changed my entire opinion about that movie and cloverfield every single time i saw the alien wrecking shit i was like wow this is really cool oh wait i forgot this is a found footage film so now i'm looking at the fucking ground and people's feet moving not only that it would bother me because the actual visuals were always inconsistent not only that it started bothering about how Every single time that I would hear something, I'm like, oh, man, the sound design for that is so fucking cool. Wait, there's no fucking reason that this Sony camera that's recording on a CDR would catch audio this well. And I fucking hate it. I really hate this movie because every single time that it would try to be like, hey, man, do you see this this alien destroying shit? I'm like, yes, I love the sound design. Can I have more of it? And then the movie goes now you want to just hang out with these people like no i don't want to be fucking around these people i don't want to learn about their lives this movie wants to have its cake and eat it too it wants to be an alien destroying shit but it also wants to be like yeah but man look at the, these people man this is how we're hand like we want you to care about them before one of them explodes into fucking blood which by the way can Rest i have peace, 
I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more of just disgusting ways to kill these people, because, like, they're not fucking characters. I want them destroyed immediately for entertainment. If I want to watch this as, like, a monster go roar and just dis- decimating these characters like a slasher movie, lean into that. This movie wants to be, like, oh, man, we want to be we want to be a little serious, like, just enough to get you through, but I don't fucking care. By the time that they got to the end and the two people were like oh man we're underneath this bridge i'm not gonna lie i was watching that i was like oh man this would have been perfect for one of the first few trailers i wasn't even thinking about these people or like oh i'm not worried about them i fucking hate it because it feels like the opening of the movie wants to tell you hey no these characters are going to be important how can you be so heartless ed did you know rob was on his way to japan to become vice president of slusho now slusho is a subsidiary company of the evil company tagurato tagurato are the ones that unleashed this monster by drilling deep sea into the ocean ed drilling deep sea into the ocean trying to get to dharma if he's not related to dharma i don't care uh, actually, the Dharma Initiative did tie into this too. Motherfucker, are you serious? I was joking. Yeah. No, I, I am serious. This oh. actually all, this all connects with Lost. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I, you want, let's go that direction. How? Oh my god. I, I'd have to brush up a bit on it, but basically, one of the Dharma Initiative directors he sent emails that has a shady past of Tagarato, which it's never been actually formally linked to them, but <laughs> they are believed to be in the same universe. In fact, some people speculate the Bold Futura are responsible for creating the Smoke Monster, which is another subsidiary company, which, by the way, we'll talk about it in 10 Cloverfield late, but that's who Howard works for, is Bold Futura. I think I hate so much of this now. <laughs> okay, like, did you not get motion sick watching this? Like, no, I've, I've, seen, I've seen this movie dozens of times. Now, I want to say something. I fully understand your complaints, and I actually agree to a, to a big extent. If I had most like motion sickness problems, if I could not handle I the don't. shaky camera, I played I, so many first person shooter games. Oh, and you played VR, VR too. Yes. Yeah, that is strange. No, I've never had issues with this. Like, I could if you don't like the cinematography and the camera work in this movie, you're fucking cooked. Like, there's no way you're gonna be able to enjoy this movie. So I just very wanted much to be consistent. Thing. That's the problem. Like, if you just made it a, a just a regular movie. Okay, cool. That takes out the the shitty hand cam. Like that's fine. You just give me these characters that I know I'm not supposed to care about, and then you tease out the alien, and then hopefully we get to the end and we get some action with the alien. Cool. Give me that. Okay. Oh, or or not, or not. Give me the the shaky cam right where it's all found footage, and pretty much you just don't change from that don't make it seem so clean i've never seen the blair witch project but i'm pretty sure the blair witch project is low budget through and through cloverfield bothers me because it's like it wants to be the found footage film but it also still wants to be a a big budget film where you have it looks nice in 4k whenever the few times that the camera was still yes i could tell that it looked nice but well whenever that's the problem that's the problem right there i was watching it in 4k so i would watch the shitty hand cam like oh yeah look it's the noise film from obviously these shitty little cameras that's awesome yes that's a great touch and then there's one scene where they're outside sitting on a fire escape and they drop the camera oh by the way the fucking dutch angles every (laughs) do you know what a dutch angle is yeah i do Okay, people, if you don't know what a Dutch angle is, but well, you're probably not here anymore. You got turned off by the commercials. The Dutch angles just are so egregious because 
most of the time it's just handheld so it's just gonna naturally have like a tilt that's fine but the fact that they were still using dutch angles the times that they would swap over the the little shitty handheld over to like a, a real ass camera it would bother the fuck out of me because like the opening of the movie has the little handheld camera and you can see the digital noise that the shitty little cameras have and i'm like yeah that's cool but then they're outside pitch black you can see the sky behind them completely clean completely clean like they had the handheld and at some point they probably had like an invisible cut to then use a real camera to frame that because i don't know i guess maybe it would have been too much noise from the handheld but every single time that they would swap out of that i'm like no please if you're going to go for a style keep it consistent if you are going to piss me off eternally by just shaking the camera over and over again make it look shitty the entire time it's okay if you're going to go for the conceit of handheld footage fucking go for it don't give me this half bullshit where it's like, ah, a little shaky cam here. Oh, now a real camera here. Ugh, it just bothers me so fucking much. So let me apply a counterpoint to you, okay? Mm. Monster Goes Roar and City Goes Boom. Okay, okay. Now, what if Monster Go Roar and it's at the end of the movie and then you tease it out throughout the rest of the movie and then you try not to give me a fucking headache as you do it? But, but if the Monster Goes Roar and the City Goes Boom throughout the movie... Then stocks go up because you keep having monster going roar and city going boom. But how would shitty handheld camera be able to capture the boom as nicely as it does? Because you really want to see the monster go roar and <laughs> go boom in high definition, man. You're not following me here. You know what? I want TJ Miller to have not had a shitty little handheld Sony camera, and I want him to walk in with like an Aria it's like an IMAX camera. camera. I, I want Christopher. I want just a, a cut of this movie where it's just Christopher Nolan is invited to the party. It's like, oh no, we have. Of the alien over there. I watch no, that. Christopher Nolan, don't go out there. That's one of four IMAX cameras in existence. He's like, it's okay. The world is being destroyed. All three other cameras are destroyed already. Oh my god. I fucking hate this movie. I, I want to see it, that. Now. Oh, no, no. If I could have this in IMAX the entire time, like, I would like, you know what? I forgive this. It's going in the 178 aspect ratio. It's covering up almost the entire screen. This is fucking sick. Do it. Give it to me, Christopher Nolan. Do it. But I... You, I, I wanted more Monster Go Roar. I wanted this to be stupider, but this movie just refused to be stupider. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Hey, you want to know another fun Cloverfield fact? Um, in the original trailer, uh, basically they say, look, it's alive, it's huge, but they purposely muddled the audio, so a lot of people thought that the guy said, it's a lion, it's huge. And because they thought it was, it's a lion, everybody was speculating this was a Voltron movie. Um, but I, I, I buy it. I buy yeah. it. I don't blame them. Voltron uh, fans are probably like really cucked right now. Yeah, no, no doubt. I feel bad for them. <laughs> so yeah, I Cloverfield is headache out of ten. Like even when I think about it, my head just hurts. It's a, it's a four star out of five movie for me, Bucko. I love me some Cloverfield, and that's a perfect segue to another Steelbook segment, don't you think? Oh, okay, go for it, go for it. Because we need a break from that exciting Cloverfield, and speaking of parasites and aliens and all of that, I have got the perfect Steelbook for you today. Now, once again, this one doesn't come with a disc. Funny enough, this one was supposed to come with a disc, but I think somebody wants to shoot it. Oh! In the meantime, though, we've got Prey! Oh, we have this Prey! Beautiful Prey Steelbook Edition is 
gorgeous. It's got the male protagonist, the female protagonist, depending on who you choose, because they're inclusive and allow you to make that decision for yourself. Well, gamers were disgusted by the women. It's wonderful. It's gold. It's got weird-looking alien technology on it. You would look at this cover and say, this looks like some sci-fi shit. Oh, sci-fi shit. I love sci-fi shit. Now, as you all know, this is a special edition version of Prey. As we all know, Prey was purchased by Bethesda, and Xbox then purchased Bethesda. So, in other words, this is one of the last releases ever put out on PlayStation by shitty Bethesda. Get it now, and you too can appreciate 1080p at lock 30 frames on your PlayStation 5 console right now. I can already hear the phones go- Wait, no. Is it illegal if I lie about the phones ringing? It is. Fuck. I hear chimes outside that sounds like phones ringing. They could be phones. We could be wrong. I have been told by my lawyers that I have to put in plausible deniability to everything I say. Call now. Please. Oh my god, guys. I bought the Cloverfield 4K disc, okay? It was 10 bucks. That on top of losing my PS5. I'm out of money. I can't do this anymore. Well, good thing Cloverfield's a great movie, at least. So, you know. I really hope I get to sell it. And then if someone's like, why should I watch this? And I just tell them, Monster Go Roar, City Go Boom. And they go, fuck yeah, I'll pay double. Out of 10, by the way. Oh, fuck. Why wasn't that my rating? God damn it. <laughs> it's okay. That's that's the, your rating as well. Yes. Okay. Bye right, now. Uh, <laughs> 10 Cloverfield Lane! 10 Cloverfield Lane! Yes. Yeah! It was a great movie. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh my god, this movie's great. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Why can't we have more of this? Oh. (laughs) Oh my god, this movie is so great. I love this movie that just, it's so subtle. You just have three characters who just are so uneasy about each other. Mary Elizabeth Winstead just fucking kills this movie. As always. Oh, Oh my god, why am I forgetting the other actor? What's wrong with me? John Goodman. John Goodman fucking kills it. Oh my god, if John so Goodman good. wasn't the actor that they chose for this, then I have no idea if any other actor could have pulled this off because this man probably takes a character who you can just see as being a creep the entire time. And John Goodman just gives him so much of a backstory in literally just a performance where I feel like I know who this guy is even beyond what is actually written on the script. I completely agree. This movie is so fantastic. So I'll give you a little bit more of a background here. So Cloverfield came out in 2008. This didn't come out until 2016. Mm-hmm. Now, love it or hate it, Cloverfield was very popular. It did very well at the box office, and there were always rumblings of a sequel. Always rumblings. Never happened. Never came to fruition. They just, I don't know. They just didn't want to do it for whatever reason. And they kept it under wraps by making this independent movie, which originally was going to be more of an independent movie, more of an indie release. And the, and J.J. Abrams got, like, I mean, the man, I love him and I hate him. I hate him. But sometimes he has a good idea. And this was his idea. He was like, you know, what if we took this script? Because nobody's going to watch this fucking movie. Probably. You're going to get some cinephiles that watch it, but it's going to do nothing at the box office. But what if we took this movie, we put Cloverfield on it, made a few reshoots to tweak it a little bit, and then surprise the fuck out of fans everywhere. 
And that's what he did, and it worked out really well. This movie, again, was before a Transformers movie. At this point, I forget which fucking one. Some shitty Transformers movie. And they put the trailer before this. Nobody expected this to be a Cloverfield movie. They revealed it at the very end. The title was Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. And it was so well done. I remember being so excited for this. They did the same thing with the ARG. They impeached more, impacted more of the story beforehand. This one was so fucking cool, though, because they literally, what they did was they took the trailers that they showed in theaters at one point, and they had four different variants of the trailer, depending on what theater chain you went to. Unfortunately, it was only in America, but there was an AMC, Regal, whatever, some other cinemas. And they would literally have GPS coordinates in each of the trailer flash for like a split second at the end of the trailer. Like you had to like take a picture and catch it at the right moment. And if you combined all the GPS uh, coordinates, there was a drop at a site in Louisiana and you could go there and like freaking unearth some cool stuff for the ROG. It was just so well done. Now, 10 Cloverfield Lane, of course, I don't know any of that shit because i'm coming to this <laughs> so late i i can just see this movie and yeah, i'm so conflicted about it because i would have liked to see what this movie would have been like had it not been part of cloverfield but then again i'm pretty sure like you said it would have literally been only the oh, cinephiles who picked this out i can tell you if you want to know like Go the, it, well how the original how, so this basically the funny thing about this whole thing was they actually ended up finding the original script everything like that the movie is actually remarkably similar uh they just reshot a couple of things at the beginning and obviously added in a few cloverfield references like i don't know if you noticed that one shot when she, or noticed that one shot when she's up in the the crawl space there and the, the letter goes by with the bold future headline on it. No one would really notice that, but that was a nod specifically for the Cloverfield fans. I actually paused uh, it there. Like I had to no. check and see because I was thinking, well, I know that this is related to loss. Let me see if there's anything here. And I saw it. I was like, nope, no nothing. Yeah. So that was ARG. That was bold future. That's where Howard works. Part of Tug Rotto, evil corporation that are fucking things up. Anyways, but. The ending is really the only big difference, uh, which I will get to in a second. But in the original ending, in the script, uh, basically what happens is she makes it out. Should we count this down? Let's try to delay it a little bit more. Well, I was just going to say the original script ending, not the movie ending. Oh, but... yeah, shit. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you know, count it down. All right, three, two, wait, one. Wait, wait, no, hold on. Shit, shit, shit. Uh, of course, um, we both love this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it, love it, love it. Very good. We both recommend this. Very good. Okay, three, two, one. Um, so in the original, basically what happens is she does escape the bunker. Everything basically happens pretty similar. She escapes the bunker and basically she just sees a nuclear, kind of like a nuclear fallout blast go off in the way, the distance, like there's still bombs dropping. Everything's fucking decayed and she just gets in the car and drives away. So that's how it ends originally. I, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, Okay. The ending to 10 Cloverfield Lane as it stands right now, I get it, I understand it, but I also feel like it's a super obligation to the fact that it's named 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like, I feel like it goes on for too long, I don't really need to see her fight the whole ship for that long, honestly, if she just fought one of the little aliens and then won and then drove away, yeah, I'm okay with that her deciding to just go back into the fray after she just survived. I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. If she would do that. I feel like, yeah, she's badass now, but is did her surviving this make it go? Oh, I need to go save other people from making sure that they don't get kidnapped by John Goodman as well. Like, I don't, 
I don't know. Where do you stand on both of those endings? So first of all, you're 100% correct. The ending is an obligation to the name Cloverfield. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was changed. It was reshot. It was done to do that. You are 100% correct. That being said, I like it. And the reason I like it is because the whole movie just reminds me of a real fucking Kino episode of The Twilight Zone. First of all, do you you like The Twilight Zone, like the original? Have you ever seen it? Okay, I've seen pieces of The Twilight Zone, and honestly, I just understand the premise of it is going to be sci-fi stories that usually have like a third act twist where you go, oh, fuck, this kind of recontextualizes everything. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, that's pretty much correct. No, not all of them are like that, so you, you can't shoehorn all of them into that, but that is a good summary for the most part, and especially the really classic ones. Hmm. And that's what this just felt like to me. Like, I love the Twilight Zone, and it felt like just a really good fucking Twilight Zone episode, because it's just, the movie's so great in the sense that this entire movie, it makes you think, okay, is this John Goodman crazy, right? John Goodman's crazy, right? Oh no, he's actually maybe telling the truth. No way, he is actually fucking crazy, but he was telling the truth. Yes. <laughs> like, he's literally a crazy piece of shit, but he knew what he was talking about. I said it. There's this one line where he's like, if the Martians have found us, like, oh, boy, like, their weapons are better, worse than anything we've ever seen before. And there's actually in the ARG, you, the game, you would find out that he works for Bold Futura. And one of the last pieces of the ARG is him basically discovering a UFO ship. So he's not crazy. He knows his, well, he is crazy, but <laughs> he is right about that. And he's right about the attack, and he knew what he was doing with that. And it's just cool to see that, that like pieces, people could still be pieces of shit, but be right. And that's what I enjoyed about that whole slant on the movie. Okay, so now, just because I'm curious about the production, is there a script that leaked out prior to the retouch that Damien Chazelle did to this? Prior to Damien Chazelle's, that I don't know. I know the original script with that original ending was available online. It was leaked. I think it was called The Cellar Door or something like that. I'd have yes. to, it's been so long. But it, there definitely is a script out there before or after uh, Chazelle, I don't know. Okay, because that's the one thing that when I found out about this, I was like, what yeah that that one's a weird one so the people don't don't know if if you're somehow in spoilers and still listening to this fuck you you should probably go watch this as well but damien chazelle was originally signed to direct this movie but then when whiplash got funding he had to step back because he was like well whiplash got funding so i'm gonna go direct that so in an alternate universe damien chazelle directed 10 cloverfield lane and it happened earlier and I, at least between his three movies, Whiplash, La La Land, and First Man, all three of them have a musical touch to them. So the idea that I already love 10 Cloverfield Lane, but then I could have had Damien Giselle direct this and he would have added a musical touch to it. I now lament this, but I can't <laughs> lament it that hard because it would mean that I would lose out on Whiplash, which, Dorian, I fucking swear to God, just watch first man so i can have an excuse to rewatch yes. it yeah i do need i will i maybe i'll try to watch it for the next show but it reminds me of the tarantino uh bit where tarantino sold uh true romance he wrote true male romance and then decided not to direct that so he could do uh, i believe it was reservoir dogs instead so it's kind of a similar situation to that like he made he ended up making an absolute classic of the fucking movie and you got the same thing with damien chanel and they're both good movies like i mean true, I, I enjoyed true romance i love yes. uh i love reservoir dogs and I really like Cloverfield Lane, and Whiplash is obviously amazing. So you, it worked out weirdly good for everyone. Yes, but it's still, oh my god. Here's the thing: I love 
Damon Giselle because you know me. I'm all about the music. Yeah. I'm all about the audio. Yeah, for and sure. the idea of just being able to watch this movie and he calls up. Oh my god, I already forgot his partner. I think Justin Hurwitz or something. I love the idea of him calling up Justin Hurwitz and it's like, hey yo, there's gonna be this girl. She's gonna be trapped in this. What do you got? He's like, I got straight fire. That's what you want. He's like, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fuck, yeah. Let's make this. So I just, uh, I. <sighs> I would have loved to see if they kept that same ending because something about the nuclear blast going off and how she just drives off. I don't like it because it feels like that's too definitive of an answer. But then again, I feel like the Cloverfield ending as well. That one is definitive as well. I think it just goes on for too long where I like the entire push and pull of the movie that every single scene gives you another reason to keep watching, which honestly, that's the most impressive thing to me about this script is that for the most part, the movie feels like it has four different directions at four different points of the movie. First off, it's finding out what's going on. Is Howard crazy? Is he telling the truth? Is she going to escape? And what's impressive to me is that I think of it like... Okay, I don't know why I think of it in like mathematical terms, but I'm, I'm gonna get to I'm about to get real nerdy. Calculus is telling the slope from any single point in a line. Oh, God, I, this is the smartest I'm gonna sound in like four years, and I fucking yeah. I, I'm taking my headphones off, so you just <laughs> <laughs> I can't go back to math. Do your thing. No, no. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna go that far, but it's just one of those things that like you do. You take a point in a single you take a point in a single point of this movie and you can see how that would have been a different trajectory and then it solves the issue and then immediately goes into the next point that the movie could have gone into and i'm so impressed by the fact that it changes direction so many times and i was interested in each single one and every single time that they had a turn i was thinking well how are you going to get me interested again and then they did it and i just am so impressed by this movie by the fact that it did that every single time that by the time you get to the end it felt like okay cool you made a good movie now we're gonna help you make the money we need the scene that ties it in so by the time that we got to the end i don't think i was mad i just went okay uh, yeah this is how you got funding i guess we got to do this now like you scratch yeah. my back i'll scratch yours but no that's, that's fair and and to circle back to what you were saying it's it's really good writing and it, and like you said earlier the performance from john goodman in this movie i just like he, he comes he just comes across as a creep hilarious yeah. uh, oblivious like he plays every role in this movie so yeah. fucking perfect and you could have put like somebody else in this role and had them do an okay job and i think this movie is way worse off because of it because he just brings such a presence to this movie and I, I never thought of john goodman as a really like serious great actor but man that one put him on my radar it was good john goodman is so insane in this movie because he's not playing a character he is a person he is a fully formed person where yeah. you have moments where they just can't read social cues you have other moments where he just is you can see that he's trying he's definitely done some fucked up shit in the real world and now that the world is over he is he doesn't know how to still really go back to the way he could be it's so interesting to me that 
he plays this from so many different directions that not only is he always keeping the audience themselves just on edge, he himself is just a person who has their convictions and they're going to keep trying to get those even at the world's end. And Oh my God. It's just something so impressive. Movie's so fucking good. It is a really fantastically done film. And it's so funny. So again, I'm huge part of the Cloverfield like fans. Like I'm part, I'm actually part of a discord that does nothing but hunt for clues for Cloverfield movies. And it's, I mean, there's only been two Cloverfield movies. I'm going to say that again. There's only been two Cloverfield movies. So it's been a long time since we've had them. Um, they are apparently working on a traditional sequel to the movie that won't be a shaky hand cam. That'll make you happy. Well, um, why? That what, <laughs> why? I'm excited. I get it. But... I'm excited for it. I always want more Cloverfield in my life. But it's funny. This movie was very divisive among Cloverfield fans when it came out because you knew. Fuck them. Be, well, I know for sure. Because there were some that just wanted Monster Go Roar and City Go Boom. They didn't actually want a Kino movie to go along with it. Trick so, more people into watching kino the a24 well, and that's movie. and that's why i appreciate what they did with this movie uh they really did trick more uh, more people into watching really good shit so it was good. really cool how they did that um and yeah like like i said it was just a fun ride what like one other cool little tidbit is the website for this one was uh fun and pretty things.com it also linked back to Tagurato as everything does <laughs> but there was actually a game built into this one where it was like a bunker management simulator it was just like a text-based like fucking dos looking game <laughs> It was actually really fun. You had to try. You were basically playing in the ARG. He made this bunker simulator game for his daughter, Meg. Megan, I think, was the name in the movie for her to come and see her uh, before all this shit goes down. And he built this uh, simulator for her so she could play it and be ready and prepared for when the bad things happen. So it was pretty cool. Now, we can't leave him unspoken because we haven't said anything about him. Emmett. Oh, Emmett's great. He's so clueless, and I love him in this movie. <laughs> Emmett, I just feel so bad for Emmett this entire time. He is oh. just, he's the most loyal dog you could ever have. Yeah. Like, Emmett is just such a good boy, and he didn't deserve that. He no. really didn't. Just, no. That scene is perfection, though. Like, no, everything... that, oh, the, the, the gunshot in that scene just shakes everything, man. Oh, it's, it's so good. Hold it's on. So good. I. I might have to send it to you. I think that... Have I told you about Cinefix before? No. No. Okay, so Cinefix is probably one of my favorite uh, just YouTube channels in general. They are the old... Okay, imagine if Watch Mojo wasn't trash. Like, that's what Cinefix is. What's impressive about them is that they tend to... Okay, so they do the best top 10 list where they go somewhere in between either, like, very deep dives into a scene but they also tend to not go so full cinephile while still giving credit to popular movies. Like they really walk that thin line. And one of my favorite things that they did was that they did a moment that breaks down every single turn in that scene. And to show you why this scene, it works so well. Oh, that's cool. I got to watch that. That's yes. Neat. I just sent you the link, uh, by the way, if, hey, I, I opened it. All right. If I'll anyone wants to see it, it's called even more brilliant moments in film. Cinefix. Like if you look up Cinefix and you search up even more brilliant moments in film, you will find that video that I'm talking about. And uh, 
Cinefix, first off, fucking great. And just that scene, the way that they break it down, just the way that they have the turns, the way that they know how to pull your emotions and they just know how to control you. That moment of silence, just enough seconds to breathe, but not enough time to let your full exhale out. Incredible. Great shit. I love that scene. And God, please... I need more acid barrels in my life because once <laughs> the acid barrel comes out, you know, shit just got real. No shit. eh? Well, and, and the funny thing is again, to tie it to all the Cloverfield nerds, that scene was in the trailer pretty predominantly him with the uh, acid barrel showing it off basically, but like it was still closed. Like you couldn't see inside of it or anything like that. And he, a lot of people were speculating. So again, we didn't know going into the movie. So it was another layer of tension for us. Cause that's a great scene. Like that, mm-hmm. you're right. That scene is fantastic. It's very tense. You don't know what's going to happen, but for Cloverfield fans, a lot of people are wondering, Oh man, is that people were thinking it was the parasite from the first Cloverfield movie that was falling off of the guy's uh, Clovis. His name is uh, Mr. Uh, Grumpy face or Clovey or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> But um, the parasites were falling off his skin. Some people were speculating that one of those is what was in the barrel. So <laughs> there was a lot of like, uh, like theorizing and stuff like that. So it was a little bit of extra tension for Cloverfield fans. Fucking J.J. Abrams. Fucking J.J. Abrams, man, that guy. <laughs> I'm so tired of his mystery box. Yeah, man, his mystery. he does have his mystery boxes, man. Yeah, Emmett was such a good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Just... Oh, every single time that he spoke, I was just like, no, please, Howard, lay off of him. He's a good boy. He just wants you to understand people and connect to them. Yeah, oh. he, was, he was definitely the third wheel in Howard's eyes. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that, are we good on 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, uh, great movie. Please watch it, people. It's one that doesn't get like a lot of talk other than like most people that have seen that movie or Cloverfield fans. The, most of them do really appreciate that. But if you're just a fan of film in general, I mean, the ending's wacky. So, you know, go know that going in, but it's a great movie. Seriously, the only thing that I can do is that I will show people 10 Cloverfield Lane and I will ask, okay, have you watched Cloverfield? And if they say no, I'm going to be like, okay, listen, there's a big ass alien and aliens are real. <laughs> Let's watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, it's true. You do not, absolutely do not need to see the first movie to see this movie. So mm-hmm. uh, My score for 10 Cloverfield Lane is, it's in the name out of 10. Yeah, four out of five stars. Great movie. All right. Uh, is it time for another commercial? Yeah, let's do a commercial break. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the QVC channel. Thank you for not turning off their podcast provider. Dorian, what do we have in the box? Please, no one tell David Fincher I said that. I can't get sued and lose more money. Hmm. We've got a beautiful, fantastic Last of Us steelbook. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and there's something inside this steelbook, Ed. What is it? Yeah, there's there's something inside the steelbook that's flipped upside down. Oh, I'm gonna kill myself. What? <laughs> Okay, hold on. Guys, oh. we are announcing that the hate cast for The Last of Us Part 2 will be coming soon. What is in the box? Well, I'm just going to Amazon.com right now. Give me a second. Okay, Fuck! I'll do this. Uh, we're, we're, we're in the middle of a show. I have to be professional here. Professional, folks. So let me get this piece of shit that's somehow snuck in this beautiful steelbook of the last of us what do we have with the last of us well the last of us is the greatest game ever made and you can do oh, one of the nicest steelbooks ever made disagree you have you have ellie on the front 
Ellie. How could you not, Ellie? You have her paternal father on the back, Joel. Joel is absolutely fantastic. This is a steelbook that is a must-own if you're a fan of video games. How do you like it? Oh, I love the steelbook. I meant the other thing. Oh, we're 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 gonna talk about that. <laughs> I told my wife that this was gonna happen, and she was like, "Man, I wish I could listen in." I'm like, "No, uh, no oh, it's on sale for twenty nine ninety eighty eight right now. Excellent." Just just know that I will be in Butler, Pennsylvania, destroying a copy because I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, but but the, <laughs> this copy will be safely at your house waiting for you when you get fucking back. Dory, you want to know what's the best part? Um, the oh. other day I figured out how to get a camera connected to my PC, so I'm okay. wondering, can I figure out to, a way to somehow put my PS4 or PS5, whenever the fuck it comes back, yeah. stream it to my PC, and I can just have an actual streamer set up for this. Oh my god. I'm actually, the sad part for me is I don't, there's not an easy way to stream Nintendo Switch, because I would Correct. actually love to stream my 50, oh, I'm not 50, I'm critical pathing it, my fucking whatever critical pathing it's going to take, a uh, torturous fucking playthrough of this eventually, whenever this happens, and oh fuck me. <laughs> I, I will send you some money for an Elgato. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's how you would do it, eh? is you'd have to have an Elgato of some sort. This is um, going to be horrible for both of us. Oh my god. God, fuck me. <laughs> and so everybody, anyone in the mood for purchasing a The Last of Us steelbook with a Breath of the Wild card inside? Oh, oh my God. What is that? Oh, I'm literally trying to call myself because I would want that. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would do, you fucking dirty whore. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, if you open up the case for the Breath of the Wild case that I sent you, there's yes. a receipt in there. I sent you my copy. That receipt is actually when I bought it. Where's your fucking copy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I'll fucking ship. I'll ship it back to you when I'm fucking done. You fucking no, feces I'll, I'll buy another it. one. I'll buy another one. <laughs> Miyamoto will be happy. Oh my God! Why can't I? I'm trying to figure out how to. Where am I shopping, Kerr? How do I ship this to you? Don't worry. We'll, we'll figure. We'll figure this out. We'll oh no! You out. have my. Address. I'm scared. <laughs> I do have your address. I have the box right in fucking front of me. Fuck. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay, we're good. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll deal with this in a second. You're, you're I, fucked. I need. Anyways. I'm going to go hug my wife once we're done recording. Yeah, I'm going to go fucking hug my fucking, I don't have a fucking wife to hug. <laughs> fucking kill me. It, it's okay. You have a couple of rounds to hug and then just start blasting them. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm fucking hug the gun that's in the fucking barrel of my fucking... Back to the podcast! <laughs> oh, back! All right, um, so Cloverfield, that was a movie, huh? Yeah, it was. Do you? Have, I'm out of movies. Do you have anything left? I forget what you have left. All right, I'm gonna start wrapping through these because honestly, I don't think I have that much to say. We can cool. probably get to games, and if we can somehow end this episode below two hours, it's gonna be sick. That would All be right. sick. So, uh, Walk Hard. I watched Walk Hard. Fuck, Walk Hard is funny. Oh my god, this is great. This is exactly what I want. I want more movies making fun of just mo other movies that don't try hard. All right. Obviously, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, is making fun of a whole bunch of biopic movies. If you've seen Ray Charles, if you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, if you've seen Walk the Line, this movie is making fun of all of them because all of them follow the same format of, ah, this is an artist. He was brilliant, even though he was a dick the entire time. No, 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 whitewash that shit. You don't need to worry about that. All right. Yes, did he? 
cheat on a whole bunch of wives? Yes. Did he have a whole bunch of children out of wedlock and through multiple women? Yes. Shut up. Who the fuck cares? Okay. You're here to watch the music. Look at them. They're going to think so hard about their entire career. And basically after that, what's going to happen is that they're going to do one last show to show you that they are the fucking king of their music and walk hard, basically parodies all of that. And it's incredible. I love it. I want more of this. It stays in the collection. I don't even remember what I had to pull for this, but oh man, this one went into the collection. So did Ted and Cloverfield playing. This movie's hilarious. I love it. Have you ever watched it? Yeah, I'm not a fan. What? No, why? 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 <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't find it all that funny, man. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Uh, what's the actor's name? Fucking um, John oh C. Riley. I'm not a fan. I didn't like it. I didn't like Step Brothers either. I, I don't know. There's something I don't either. There's something about that guy I don't find funny. Now I watched it a long time ago, so maybe I need to give it a rewatch. And I'll be honest, actually, I watched it around the same time I watched Super Bad, and like oh, I was I was, I was yeah. r- rattling through a lot of them. So maybe that just ruined the movie for me. Um, I do like the idea of like a Johnny Cash sort of parody thing. So I don't know. I, maybe I'll try it again. But I do remember watching it once and not finding it funny. So have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh yeah. Yeah, I like, okay. I like Bohemian Rhapsody. The best thing about this movie is that Bohemian Rhapsody came out like almost 10 years later, and Walk Hard and Bohemian Rhapsody are the exact same fucking movie. They are the exact same movie, and the fact that there is no self-awareness for Bohemian Rhapsody doing the exact same thing that Walk Hard did will never not ruin Bohemian Rhapsody for me. Which is, of course, you know, I went in with Bohemian Rhapsody with proper expectations. I went in and said, if you can just give me Queen music and Dolby Atmos, I'll be happy. And the movie said, we're going to just do that and then bore you in between it. And I went, thank you, movie. That's all I needed. So walk hard i think at this point if you've seen bohemian rhapsody and if you just think about that as you watch it it becomes so much funnier because you just see how cynical bohemian rhapsody is i love it walk hard is just it was too early it was way too early nowadays now that we know what the formula is walk hard pointed it out years ago and it's it's perfect i love this movie it's so dumb being able to see paul rudd as one of the beatles is always going to be funny to me john c Riley just consistently going deeper into drugs and every single time that they introduce another drug to him it's always funny he's like oh get out of here dewey cox you don't want none of this shit it's called reefer he's like oh well i don't want to get a, ha- a hangover it doesn't give you a hangover oh well, i don't want to get addicted it's non-habit forming well, I don't, it might ruin sex. It makes sex better. And he's just like, I, I think I kind of want it. You don't want it, Dewey Cox. Like, it's so perfect. Oh my God. There's a scene whenever they're doing cocaine. He's like, get out of here, Dewey Cox. Cocaine makes all your bad feelings, turns them into good feelings. And then all of that, there's a final scene where they do the, where they, he cans them pills. He's like, we're doing uppers and downers. It's the next logical step for you. Like, oh my God. Every single time that they mention drugs in this movie, it fucking killed me you i uh, i don't know i like it but i also uh, i feel like there's other movies i can probably fight harder so i will just say i really like it but i won't be like you need to try it again yeah i mean that's fair i totally get that i think i will give it a shot at some point honestly 
Uh, because, again, it's one I've definitely watched a long time ago, but it's something I would like to see. So. All right. Uh, so, walk hard. Yeah, we're, we're good there. Uh, I'm going to give it a uh, I can't smell nothing, pa, and the wrong kid died out of 10. Wait, what did you give that? Okay, so these movies always have, like, the trial and tribulation that the main character needs to overcome to achieve greatness. Ray Charles is that he's blind. Uh, Lockhart, I think it's what, that Johnny Cash is an alcoholic or something. Bohemian Rhapsody, I think it's that Freddie Mercury is gay. Like, they all have this thing that they must overcome in their life, right? And Lockhart has a perfect one where basically what it is is that Dewey Cox, he can't smell. So basically his problem that he has to overcome is that he has no sense of smell. Quick editor's note. At this point, Dorian had sent me a screenshot showing that he bought The Last of Us Part 2 and shipping it to my house. Fuck! No! No! Ah! Oh my god, okay. Uh, no, no. I, I have to get prepared. I'm sorry. I, we're done recording. We're done recording. I can't. I We need to get prepared. There's an Amazon person coming to my door, ready to kill me. We can't do this. No! Oh, QVC has ruined our friendship. <laughs> the Mexican standoff has ended. Oh my God, I feel a shot in my ribs. Are you okay? Are you alive? <sighs> it uh, it hurts for sure. It, everything hurts. Is everything is this how you live? Hurts. This is pure torture. You're listening to live, folks. Pure, guys, unadulterated torture. Every single special episode until the end of the year is just going to be an argument about the last of part two. <laughs> this is what you all wanted. Oh, <laughs> Me, the man. sacrificial lamb that I am, <laughs> decided to do this. My only hope is that since I will be out of town the day that it arrives, that someone steals it off my lawn. And then eventually what happens is that the day that I come back, someone tosses it in my backyard. It's like, I don't want this shit. <laughs> this is my only hope. <laughs> Oh man! Why do I? God, you see, there are so many other people who host podcasts and they like each other. We genuinely hate each other if we've done this. Oh yeah, there's no love here whatsoever. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah, sorry, I was explaining. I was explaining the sn- the smell blindness. So yeah, he's smell blind, and that's the thing he has to overcome. And not only that, his dad tells him every single time the wrong kid died. <laughs> I remember that. That was funny. The, the wrong kick died. Uh, oh. What's your score while I cry? Uh, th- maybe I'll try it again out of 10 and fuck you. <laughs> Commercial break? Commercial break. Welcome back to QC. Welcome back. Oh, folks, we are winding down to the end of our QVC episode. I'm just going to make sure there's no fucking shit surprises in this one, and we're good. So, ladies and gentlemen, My what do we have for you now? Well, we have got a beautiful, absolutely fantastic Trails of Cold Steel 1 Steelbook. Now, if you, weeb, if you weren't weaving up, we're going to weave you all the way with this one with questionably aged Japanese teenagers fighting politics and saving the world. Oh, the Japanese love them underage girls. Oh, they really, really do. But this can be yours for the low, low price of please call so I can go and end my life and this miserable existence. Janet! Janet, can we sell suicide legally?
that's just murder at that point. Okay, got it. Janet says that we can't sell suicide. That's just murder. You know, Janet's daughter, you're fired. Get out of here, too. You're gone. I hate both of you. No need either of you. Give us the granddaughter next. Make sure her name's not fucking Janet, too. If it's Janet, I'll understand. We'll just dock her pay for it. How many goddamn fucking Janets is there gonna be? Janets multiply like rabbits, okay? This is how horrible. <sighs> Back to the show. Hey, remember when we just finally fired at each other and now we've ruined each other's lives? Hell yeah. I wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> the rest of my year is looking real shit. You you seen that image where it's Matthew McConaughey in, in Dallas Buyers Club and he's just crying profusely in a car? Mm, that's how I feel right now. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> What's next? All right, South Park. I finally watched the COVID special for South Park. Oh, nice. um, it's funny. It's still really funny. I'm impressed that even a year after the episode came out, it's still pretty much the same shit, except people aren't trying to stab each other for more COVID shots. It's still relevant, which is still funny. That's all I have to say. It's just really good. I'm up to date on South Park now again. Yay. Fantastic. South Park's good stuff. Uh, I have always wanted to watch more of South Park. It just depends. Sometimes I, I haven't been able to capture it properly. I've gone and watched like seasons at a time and I'll chunk through them real quick. And then I just kind of drift off and get off of it. But every time I watch South Park, I find it absolutely hilarious and I love it. I'm so unfathomably far behind at this point. So I could probably just be better off starting with new stuff and going from there. But yeah, I love what I've seen of it. It's great. God bless in the mid 2000s when South Park Studios released and how thankfully I think the website actually worked through the PS3 browser. So because of that, I was actually able to run through almost the entire series when I was what, maybe middle school going into high school. So in other words, I just had so much free time that I actually caught up to the entire series and have watched every episode, even going to illegal websites to try to watch the banned Muhammad episode. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> oh, dude, Muhammad has been in what? Three episodes. Yeah. God bless South Park for doing that shit three separate times. Oh, yeah, they don't give a fuck, man. I love it. It's so good. By the way, just if you do want to watch any of the episodes, Watch 200 and watch 201. If you are that behind, those two episodes are pretty much the South Park games put into episodes, as in that they are a full-on celebration of the entire series. And it's also another thing where I think the both episodes deal with Muhammad. And, well, of course, uh, Comedy Central received death threats about it. So there is an entire speech about how fear is a problem you know whenever people capitalize the fear that just allows people to continue using fear and comedy central of course knowing that they had death threats censored the entire speech so it somehow actually became even funnier because the speech itself was also talking about how fear would pull people's hands into doing things that they don't want that's amazing i need to watch that that sounds really good <laughs> yeah so of course as we always see when you tell the south park guys no they just come up with even funnier shit yeah they're they're brilliant they're fucking hilarious mm -hmm. so yeah uh south park still fucking hilarious the COVID special was like oh wow <laughs> we're still dealing with this shit huh <laughs> <laughs> love it all right uh is this for another qvc or do i roll right into the next tv show well we've only got one left so let's save it for a bit we, okay. we, we gotta we gotta do a proper finale so we'll, uh, we'll get to it okay uh you said that you were clean out right yeah i'm clean out you keep going all right cool euphoria um okay uh i forget you haven't watched skins uk right no no okay all no, right so now Here's the thing. Skins UK. This was early on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's gone now, which is actually a shame because I think Skins has actually been there for 
maybe like seven or eight years, right? So Skins UK is just garbage teenager shit. Like it is what if you took CW shows and then you decided to give them good actors, but still kind of the same trashy plot lines, but then you allowed them to not be on local TV and instead be on a cable or a premium show so they could get a little bit more, I guess, risque, right? So Skins UK is fucking great. Is it like... Like, oh, man, this is golden age TV. No. Is it, like, really entertaining? Yes. But it also somehow gets out of the valley of trashiness that is CW shows. Of course, it's not a CW show. It's a BBC show, right? But there's something about it that feels like there's just so much work being put in that I'm like, ow, I love this. This feels like higher-end Degrassi. I've never watched Degrassi, but that's my guess. But Skins fucking love it if you watch the first two seasons all the actors there it's like every single teenage british actor that became a young actor that you then learned about later like it's ridiculous the cast that they pulled for there and skins uk great trashy as shit it's just my alley right euphoria is taking everything that i said about skins and then said okay but what if a24 did it with the help of hbo and it's exactly that euphoria so of course what i mean is that euphoria i watched the two special episodes that they released during covid the first season came out like a year or two ago so it was still normal times i'm talking about season one with everything that i say so season one pretty much still trashy teens still just these high schoolers that you know what dorian i'll bring it back around to you do you remember the party scene for the teenagers in the first episode of the leftovers yes (laughs) i do remember that it's basically that but not going to the extreme of lighting a spoon and using it to burn each other good good (laughs) yeah so it's everything below that that's pretty much everything that euphoria and skins uk is right like what if you took that still had all these shithead teenagers and they're just doing shit it's like Man, I don't even think college parties did that. But yeah, sure, go off. So uh, Euphoria is all of that, except now with A24 and HBO. And Euphoria was just also a lot of good teenage actors nowadays that I'm pretty sure later on, I'm hoping that they break out because like there is talent there. So I'm really hoping Euphoria is the Skins UK for like a decade after. And Euphoria, completely trashy. I enjoyed it. Gorgeous cinematography, but HBO Max having its horrible streaming kills so much of it. It's, it actually does bother me because I would want to see what this looks like in 4K because, God, these trashy teenage parties and these smoky, like, purples that they're putting yeah, on the screen. probably like, look nice in 4K. Oh, it probably would, but, you know, there is no 4K version of this. I don't even know if they... Wait, hold on. Euphoria... Ray, I bet they don't have what? Why does Blu-ray.com have this? Oh, maybe there is a Blu-ray. Buy on eBay? Nope, does not exist. Does no. not exist. Thanks, fucking no. lot. So yeah, of course. HBO Max. Does- yeah, it actually really bothers me, but <laughs> ugh, gorgeous cinematography and blue. Like if it was on Blu-ray, I would want to buy it for like five or ten bucks, watch it once, and then throw the disc away. So <laughs> Euphoria, completely trashy. 
the reason I wanted to preface it like this is that the two episodes that they released after, they were just kind of bottle episodes. You can kind of tell that this was done with, like, I guess, COVID regulations, because the two episodes that they released are focused on one, well, one character each, and they're all in one location with, like, a small cast of characters. And it's just doing cinematography to make two people talking interesting. And I fucking loved both of the episodes not even from like oh my god this is just good garbage like i was watching this and thinking this is actually really well done there is no reason that these actors are hitting this so hard the writing is just on point everything that they're doing is stuff that makes me think this is a real drama instead of just watching trashy teens get addicted to heroin like i don't understand how is that these two episodes are so vastly different from the series where it feels like they were taking their character seriously instead of hey man you want to see this muscle band dude not being able to admit that he's gay to himself like i was like how how not only that i need gay people to disappear from movies i need gay people to be disappear from well, we're canceled <laughs> now fuck <laughs> Jesus Christ! That I way. need I need the gays to disappear to vacate because it is the trans time. Okay, we need uh, more trans characters. I'm sorry, gays, you're boring now. Okay, you're normal. I'm sorry, no one needs you anymore. We need more trans people because the second episode deals with one of the trans characters in Euphoria, and I was so endlessly fascinated by her because I was like, I don't really understand what is going on. Please explain. And I was like, fuck. This is good. This is good. We need more trans stories because I don't understand what's going on there. But gays, I get it. Okay, cool. I get it. Move on. We got it. Understood. You have Call Me By Your Name and sadly one of them starred a guy who was a cannibalist. Whoops. Sorry. It's time for the trans to have a chance to have a cannibalist star in one of your movies. I'm sorry. So, Euphoria. I have no idea how the hell those two episodes were so good. And I have no idea what it looks like for the timeline for season two. But if somehow they can turn this into a real show instead of me just going, ah, yes, what are trashy teens going to do now? I will be endlessly impressed because there are some good actors here and it just makes me happy to see them getting actual work on top of their paychecks. It would be pretty cool. Dorian, is this doing anything for you? I mean, I, it's something I might check out one day, but I gotta be in the right type of mood for that type of show, to be honest with you. Like, trashy teens doing their thing, that kind of teenage drama. Like, it's something I would probably give it a watch, but I'd probably be distracted by other things. But, I don't know, I might look into it one day for sure. That's the thing. Like, it's one of those comfort shows where it's just like, I think how some people have a void where they want to watch reality TV my reality TV is trashy teens yeah. just making horrible choices. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. Mm -hmm. So it's also just so well done that it allows me to be like, yeah, it's trash, but you can still tell that they care. And that's what I'm always impressed by. Just uh, the way that they sh they film this show is just gorgeous every single time. Fucking HBO, please just bump the entire series to 4K now, okay? Well, not the series, the entire platform to 4K. You're doing it for the new releases. Just bump everything else, please. I know you have it in you. Please. The funny thing is, we don't even have HBO uh, Max out here in uh, Mooseland. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Crave, which is somehow worse. So just be happy. <laughs> it could actually, it could theoretically be worse. <laughs> I mean, the worst is probably pirating it, so. <laughs> I mean, true. 
God. All right. Uh, Euphoria. Uh, trashy teens perhaps turning into art out of 10. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Always Sunny. <sighs> Always Sunny is just great. I don't think I have anything more to add to this. Always Sunny is comedic genius. I kind of wish that someone would have told me that it is from the school of Curb and Seinfeld oh, style yeah. of writing, where the entire episode is building up to one final joke with other jokes sprinkled in. I had no idea. I always thought that from the offset that Always Sunny was more like your general sitcom where it would just have joke after joke after joke come back next week. But no, the fact that they actually justify their entire runtime, which is a running theme pretty much for this entire show that when I talk about comedies, that the internet has ruined me where why am I just going to watch a string of jokes after jokes after jokes if I can just go look up memes and get the same amount of laughs in less time. So you need to justify your entire, entire runtime. And Always Sunny does. I'm so happy. We're going to put this probably right next to Curb where if you're going to write in this style, you're going to have a comedy that's going to be for me. How far into it are you? Two seasons, probably. Like oh, okay. probably like almost end of two seasons. Oh, you're all, you're almost at my favorite part. I'll, I'll I'll hold my tongue until then. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I will say, um, the episode with the abortion still killed oh, me. Oh my god, great uh, episode. Picking up chicks at an abortion clinic is comedic genius. Uh, of course, I already got the. Oh, did someone get a thing to the crack? Did someone get it? like I get fucking killed me now my wife and i will just like uh, very often just look at each other and if something bad happens to the other we'll just be like did someone get addicted to crack like we've <laughs> it's been only a couple of days and we've already know that these are going to be things that we're going to throw at each other for a good amount of years the gun episode just them shooting charlie that was comedic i think what was it? i think we got into like the second episode of season two and my wife was like God, how many times have they tried to kill Charlie in like eight episodes? I'm like, yeah, Charlie gets his ass kicked a lot. <laughs> He's the punching bag. He really is. Uh, being able to see children just beat the shit out of each other, like if you made a rated R Space Jam, was incredible. Them trying to seduce each other's moms. Them trying to use the, I guess, a Virgin Mary in the bar to make money off of it. Gold. All of this. Just so gold. I love it. Yeah, my, my canon for this show is they basically did their thing, and then they had Danny DeVito come on and guest spot for the show. And then they're like, okay, good show, good show. And then, then they all went home, and then they went to film the next day, and Danny DeVito was still there. And they're like, oh, no, no, sir, sir you're done. It was the one episode. He's like, oh, no, I'm just hanging around now. Uh, and they're like, uh, okay, well, we can't pay you. He's like, that's no, all right, just pay me sandwiches. They're like, what? No, no, just pay me sandwiches. I'll keep doing it. And that's how we got it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And it's absolutely fucking brilliant. I love it so much. Danny DeVito, it's so weird because I still really like season one. I still really do. Yeah. I almost kind of wish that they went and redid those episodes with Danny <laughs> DeVito. Just yeah, so you can no see chill. how fucking crazier it even gets. Oh my god. And that's the thing about this show is it's it gets so nuts. But it still somehow is so excellent and consistent in its quality where you do not get a bad season with this show. I have not seen a bad season with this show yet. It's just amazing. The literal first episode had a hard R drop in. And I was like, oh, that's the show we're getting. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. Just there's so much about this show that reminds me of all the fucking comedy that I like that all the comedy I like is all a little fucked up. Yeah. And there's a that reason why it's called small. this like Seinfeld on crack. Did someone get addicted to crack? Did someone yeah. get addicted to crack? Yeah, basically. 
that's the best part. I just love whenever there are horrible people who are funny and you get to watch them just get themselves into situations that it's constantly walking themselves into a rake and it's like, all right, come back for the next episode and we're going to have a different way that we're going to land on the rake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh. oh I forgot. Uh, the, <laughs> oh, my God. The kids and them not carding in the bar. And I'm oh. just like, wait a minute. What? We didn't notice that these kids are like 15. Like, <laughs> what? like oh, my God. Just uh, it's, Always it's Sunny so, is great. I love this show. Yeah, it's it's great. If you somehow haven't watched this show, get on it, man. It's so good. Once again, we're going back to the punching bag. Friends is gone. Okay. It's not on Netflix anymore. You have HBO Max. You know what you could be watching instead? You could be watching Euphoria. And then, oh, you actually got Peacock for Office? <laughs> Look at the fucking dork who owns Peacock. What a fucking loser. You're disgusting. Cancel it. Oh, you got it for free because you have internet from Xfinity. Okay, fine. I, I forgive you. But uh, besides that, no. Uh, you like wrestling? Okay, fine. Forgiven. But besides that, no reason. Go watch Always Sunny. Get Hulu. Get, watch this one. This is good. Oh, is it on Hulu in the States? Yes. Oh, interesting. It's on Disney Plus in uh, Canada. Wow, that's fucking weird. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Why? Dude, Disney don't give a shit in Canada. I don't know how it works in America, but for Disney Plus in Canada, they've got the Fox stuff now, basically. And that's Epic FX show. So, yeah, it's on there for Canada. Okay, so at least over here we have Disney Plus, and Disney Plus is basically everything Disney has, PG-13 and below. But Hulu still has a whole bunch of its own exclusive oh, stuff, but okay. it's also the home to FX and FXX. Right. Well, that makes sense, though, because we don't have Hulu in Canada, so I think they probably just adjusted that and put all the Hulu shit in that on disney plus if they could damn that sucks you guys actually have disney plus worthwhile up there we don't yeah i know right <laughs> no shit like, it's worth it honestly gonna... just for it's always sunny it's just amazing what the fuck am i gonna do am i gonna watch what ifs like of course not <laughs> no no fuck that <laughs> all right always sunny is gonna be hard r in the first episode out of 10 i have a top five tv series that kind of fluctuates sometimes but it would be in my top five so there you go that is Pretty much my list until we get into games. So you're taking it from here. All right. Well, let's do the final QVC segment. Let's get that out of there. Okay. All right. Go for it. Go for it. All right, everybody. As you can see, both hosts currently have guns pointed at each other's dicks underneath the table, like if it was Inglorious Bastards. This is going to end very badly for everyone. What's next in the box? Well, my life is basically over at this point, and I have no will left to Same. live. We have we have basically wanted to kill each other. Yes. We we have done that. We have not got a single phone call. Nobody's interested in our in our wares. Uh, the news titans for both of us. We're also being canceled for multiple horrible, the horrific things we've said. Plus, I apologize to the gays. Yes. Plus, you, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the fucking <laughs> D word earlier. So physical for life. I don't even fucking care at this point. The final item we got up for sale. Actually, this is really nice. Actually, it's a lot nicer in person. We've got a uh, <laughs> we've got a Resident Evil Seven Steelbook. Now, the fun thing about this oh. one is it's got your hinges. Now, I'm not a fan of the Steelbook with hinges, but it also oh, has the fuck. raised textures. And oh boy, do I like raised textures on a Steelbook! I could rub my hand back and forth on that all day, like I was back in junior high school watching a porno. <laughs> It is absolutely oh my beautiful. Mine, oh man, that is fantastic. I was drinking water during that segment and I swallowed really hard and it hurt me. 
<laughs> Resident Evil 7, very nice steelbook, folks. There's actually two different variants. I believe this is the North American variant. You're not going to call and get this because you can't call. This is all make-believe because we fucking hate ourselves. Let's go. Well, people, this is going to be probably the last episode of Passive Pixels. Now, me and Dorian are going to go out and take some shots at the bar nearby. No one come by. No one call the police. It's going to be a bard burner. It was nice knowing you all, folks. I love you all. I didn't love any of you. None of you. Yeah, I was lying. I, I hated you yeah. all day. <laughs> all of you forced us to do this shit, okay? I planned this shit to do it live, and now you got to hear both of us just immediately empty out a clip into each other metaphorically. Beautiful. Beautiful. <sighs> any phone calls? Janet! We, no, we, no, we, Janet Jr. We fired her, too. Janet's gone. Janet Jr. Jr.? Is she, is she there? I think Janet Jr. Jr. drank the Kool-Aid that we left out. Oh, no, not the Kool-Aid. I don't know how we're going to explain to Janet or Janet Jr. that Janet Jr. Jr.'s gone. Uh, cut to co- commercial. Fuck, we are the commercial. Like, we are the commercials. What? Oh, how do we do this? Um, oh, okay, you know what? How about this? Burn it all. Just We'll set it on fire, and if we die in the fire, then we don't have to play Breath of the Wild or The Last of Us. Yeah, no, we will, we will die in the fire. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, all right, uh... Uh, hold on. I think I've, what was it? Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. If we have uh, an alcohol bottle yes. from when one of us got divorced, it'll be perfect and fit into the script of how we could set a Molotov cocktail. I have got a bottle of vodka right behind me. Beautiful. I have a gun. We'll shoot it and we'll smoke while we do it too. Fantastic. What a way to go. Okay, wonderful. Video games? Video games. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for dealing with that horrible segment, folks. Uh, we will start thank with... Thank you for the commercials. Yeah, we, we will start with Hades. Uh, honestly, I don't have much to say about Hades. I dropped it. It's done. I, I might go back one day. It might just be a mood thing for me. Uh, it's a fun game. It's actually really fun in, in spurts. Um, it's just not for me. Uh, the, the story is just, it's there. It's just not gripping me. It's, uh, we already had my indie epiphany last week. I still feel that way. I'm sorry. Disgusting. Um, the gameplay is fun, though. Like, it is fun. If you just want a game that you're going to have a lot of fun with that everybody loves, except me, apparently, then you're going to like Hades. Wasn't the thing for me. I have no opinion about Hades because I have no opinion about Supergiant. I will get to it eventually. I'll probably talk about Supergiant slightly during my next segment of Final Fantasy IV. So uh, moving on from here, uh, Hades is going to be a... It came to an epiphany for me while I was in the shower that the reason that people probably like this is that uh, the art for Hades is probably really good Tumblr bait out of 10. It'd be like a 6 out of 10 if I was to rate him. Wow, pain. Okay. I only have one game. Do I just knock it out and then give you the rest of the show? Or uh, I thought you would too. Huh? I mean, Parasite Eve, I talked about at the beginning, so. No, but you have Final Fantasy and uh, 12 Minutes. Oh, you? fuck, I forgot about 12 Minutes. Uh, yeah. I forgot that was even here. Yeah. Did I read out 12 Minutes in the in the table of contents? I don't even know, but we should finish with that. That's probably a good one to finish with. So. Okay, cool. cool. Alright, I'll go ahead and get Final Fantasy 4 out of the way. Yeah. Final Fantasy 4, I didn't know what to start on my Vita next. I was going to start Bastion, but then I remembered that I started Final Fantasy 4, um... I don't know, probably 2016 or 2017. And uh, the cool thing is that since I hacked my Vita, I was able to move over all of my PSP saves in, uh, which means I have saves from like 2008 or 2009 that are still on my Vita. 
and one of them is Final Fantasy IV. The last time I had a save for Final Fantasy IV was 2017, and I even had a picture in my phone to show me what was the next thing I had to do. So pretty much I had to go through the relearning process of how to play this game and what was going on. I still really like it. I'm still so impressed that this game from the 90s probably has a story that's on par with a whole bunch of indie games that are in this same style nowadays. It is very good. Characters are always fucking dying, and it's ridiculous to see that this game just constantly will be like, here's a cool character. You like him? Yes, I do. Cool, we're going to kill him. Oh, fuck. Oh, I oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, Final Fantasy IV is still a very good game. It's just now that at this point I am losing so much patience that anytime I have to deal with a random encounter, I am very happy that I can just click on auto, and I guess my characters are OP enough that I can get through it very quickly. Dorian, have you played Final Fantasy IV? Oh, my God. Uh, probably ages ago when I was a kid, but I don't know. Okay, just know that this is probably one that holds up, except for the fact that it is just way too constant with, with its random encounters. Is it on the SNES Classic? Uh, no, I think that might no. only be six. Okay. I actually might have a copy, though, because I do. I know I have a PlayStation 1 that has, like, three of the Classic ones on there, so that one might be one of them. I forget which ones are on there, but I've got, like, one for PS1 that's apparently all of them ported over, so I'll, I'll have to check, but I might have it. Solid. All right, but yeah, Final Fantasy IV. Uh, of course, I'm playing the PSP port. I enjoy the redone music. The pixel art is, you know, it's not that pixely, but like it's it's in the same vein, and I appreciate it. Uh, Final Fantasy IV, I'm going to give it a, damn, this still holds up, huh? Out of 10. Nice. I'm going to give it a, maybe I'll play it one day out of 10. Solid. All right, uh, move, moving on. So you've just got 12 minutes, so I'm just going to rattle off some shit here. Um, some of it, I got a few things to say, some of them not so much, but we'll go. Uh, so Halo 4. Uh, Green Man Go Shoot Shoot. They actually did make a Halo 4. This is made by 343 Games. The, Doesn't uh, exist. What's that? Doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, you can plug your ears during this part. It's a fake video game. Uh, the much the much maligned studio from uh, Xbox or Microsoft. Xbox has no games. Um, correct. Yeah. So actually, I really did enjoy this game, though. I think it's banging. The interesting thing about this game, though, is there's a much bigger focus on narrative compared to the other Halo games. Like, they definitely do pump the narrative a lot harder in this game. Parts of it are really good, but there are parts that some stuff fall flat. This clearly isn't bunging anymore. I actually do like the game more than I ended up liking Reach, but there are parts of it that hold it back from being a classic Halo game like the original trilogy and ODST, in my opinion. Definitely a bigger focus on narrative, less of a focus on sandbox. Like, the Halo's kind of known for its kind of sandboxy sort of first-person environments. This game almost has none of that. So definitely a very different type of Halo game. And I can see some like hardcore Halo fans having problems with it. It was actually pretty well received critically, I think, though. And for the most part by fans, apparently the multiplayer sucked, but I don't care about multiplayer. And yeah, later tonight, I will be playing Halo 5 Guardians and want to kill myself because apparently that is horrendous. So at least I had this last fleeting moment of good Halo. Remember that no games is better than bad games. And the fact that Xbox's only game is Halo 5, well, mm. too fucking shay. Uh, that's basically all I got for Halo 4, honestly. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? All right, Halo 4. I don't think this video game exists. There's no proof that it exists. Um, I guess that, you know, it's there in the Master Chief collection. I think it might just be like um, how there's a Jack 4. But really what it is is like it's just some of the concept art that they put on a box whenever Limited Run Games was selling all three Jack games. I think it might be something like that. And they probably put it there. And whenever I try to boot it, it's probably just going to give me like a couple of screenshots of like, yeah, this is what would happen if we made a Halo 4. Yeah, I mean, that's totally accurate. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love the idea that I'm just like a like a Halo bungee truther, where it's just like I don't think this is real. You know, did, what you think we landed on the moon? You think there's a Halo Four? <laughs> yeah, you know, what? you know what? I like the game, but I'm just gonna pretend it never existed either. I think that's funner, more fun. <laughs> uh, Halo Four is. Uh, uh, I bet you believe the moon is real out of ten. Yeah, seven point five out of ten. But is it real? Probably not, man. Pro- Numbers aren't, aren't probably real. not. Like I. I went to school and they taught us about imaginary numbers. Like, <laughs> this is a fucking lie. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, up next, Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry, uh, the original one for uh, PS2. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this game more than I thought it was. thought I was going to. It's banging. Um, I was expecting a more straight-up hack-and-slash action game like God of War, but it's actually more God of War like combined with Resident Evil. I wasn't expecting all the Resident Evil bits to it, which makes sense. Like, I think this was originally a, was supposed to be a Resident Evil game, I believe, but it got changed, and yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed this game. What I was not expecting from this game especially was the absolutely glorious fucking voice acting we get from this game. I should have been the one to fill your dark soul with light! Oh, no, no, no. Okay, if we're going to pull that one out, now I'm going to have to try my hand. I should have been the one to fill your dark soul with light! 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 Oh my god, I could not stop laughing. This game is glorious, man. It's so great. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's fun to play. I mean, there's not much of a story, but it's fucking fun. I'm in on this series, and when I say everyone, I mean literally every single person. My mailman, even, has told me Devil May Cry 2 sucks and you should skip it. I'm still going to try the fucking game because I'm stupid and I hate myself. But if I do hate it, I'm not going to hold it against the series and I'll just jump to Devil May Cry 3. But I'm actually excited. I want to try the rest of these games. I had so much fun with this game. So, of course, the box for the commercial that we just did, of course, it was opened up and inspected by the Canadian post office. I just love the idea that when Parrot, uh, Parrot, first off, you're horrible. If you're listening to this, stop reading books. Books are bad for your brain. They make you melt. (laughs) Um, I love the idea that when Parrot sent you the package that had Devil May Cry in it, it was already (laughs) opened and he handed it to you. like, by the way, man. Oh my cray tray, you don't want to do that one. You don't want to do that one. (laughs) And you're like, how do you know? Why are you here? Why are you (laughs) just drop it and then don't speak to me? Leave. Oh my god, that's probably true. Yeah, that's canon now. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else you wanted to add or we go with scores? Only other thing I wanted to add was that yeah, it's just really cool. Definitely feels like Resident Evil to me in some ways. Cool history for that game. Uh, definitely check them out i can't wait to play more and i will talk about them and probably shit on devil may cry too soon so i gave it a seven out of ten it is banging i'm going to give it a okay well first off preface before i give the score i've only played devil may cry 5 that is it and um, i'm going to give devil may cry 1 a score of does it have devil trigger though out of 10 it does not have devil trigger i've heard that's very good uh okay oh my god just listen, listen to i it. had no interest whatsoever with devil may cry but as soon as i saw devil may cry 5 get announced and they had devil trigger playing i was like i don't know what the fuck this is all i know is that i need more of that song in my life and so i bought the game just because i knew it had devil trigger in it and you know what it satisfied me yeah i've heard it's really fun i'm actually excited like devil may cry 5 is honestly too one of the reasons why i wanted to do this is because that game looks so fucking fun but i'm stupid i'm like i'm not gonna just jump into this game so let's play everything else first. I consider that. I think I even have Devil May Cry 1 through 3 at some point on my PS3. I don't know how it got there, but it's there if I ever wanted to try it. But I doubt it. Fair enough. 
Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, this one I actually do have a little bit to say about. So I played, first of all, I got before we even start, Inside, so the game I played, Ed. Mm-hmm. Have you played it, Ed? All right, I you can go full-on spoilers because I tried it, I didn't care for it, yeah. and it's cool. pretty much the same thing with Limbo. Both of them just, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I probably need to play these at the same time to maybe get through and then be the person who would start snarkily saying, yeah, I like this shit, huh? Okay, cool. So I'll, I'll start with some general thoughts and then I'll go count it down before spoilers, but Inside. Of course. Okay, so first of all, let me preface I hated Limbo. I thought Limbo was bad. I did not like it. I, I give. I think I give it a five out of ten. I think it's. There are some parts of it that are fine, but the game's boring to me. I did not connect with the story, the world, the characters. I mean, there's barely any of that in the game, anyways. But I did not connect to that world. I did not find it entertaining. I did not like the game. But I've had so many people like, oh, you got to try inside, you got to try inside, you got to try inside. I was like, fuck off, fine. You know what? I'm going to spite by this game because it's like eight bucks on sale right now. It's a quick game I can play sometime. And then I will tell you to fuck off and never recommend me a play dead game again because I don't I hmm. don't think I'm going to like this studio. This seems to be the exact same type of game as Limbo. Fuck off. And to be fair, it is the exact same type of game as Limbo, but it's Limbo. <laughs> it's Limbo, but I care about it. Like, I, and I can't explain why. I, I guess the biggest thing for this game for me is that the world just drew me in way more, and I was interested to see what the fuck was going on because it does a good job, in my opinion, of building up kind of like why you're doing all this, and you've got all these weird people that you're mind controlling, and like, why are you trying to escape from these people? Why is everything trying to kill you? Like, what the actual fuck is going on in this game? Um, and it was interesting enough, but it kept me going. The puzzles were bare bones and basic, like kind of like um, uh, Limbo was. But mm. yeah, just the world alone gave me gave so much cash to burn for me and to see me through it because it's not a long game to begin with anyways. Now, it's not a perfect game, definitely has flaws, but it was fun enough that I wanted to keep going and kind of see what happens at the end. Um, so was there anything you want to add before I get into spoilers? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like I already said my piece when it comes to Limbo and Inside. I'd play it and I was like, I don't really get why I should keep playing. Limbo was like, yeah, this is probably, this would be something I would play for the novelty and be able to get through initially, but like what, almost 10 years later, I'm not into this. Inside, I just kept playing and I was like, I don't really think I'm curious enough to want to figure out what's going on. So right there, again, it kind of just killed my reason to play either one. So neither of them, even if you spoil it for me, would be things to get me back in. It would just be like, oh, so that's what it was. And then I'll probably never think of it again. Okay, cool. Okay, so counting on spoilers, three, two, one. So it turns out when you get to the end of Inside, and now there's so many different ways to interpret this. So what I'm about to say is my interpretation of the events. Obviously, y'all might be like, you're fucking crazy. This is how it happened. And you could be well right. But this is my interpretation. But when you get to the end, you basically find this hideous blob that all these scientists are watching and just kind of seeing what it's doing. And it's wearing the same mind control device that you've been using on other fucking people throughout the entire game. So you end up going into the tank and merging with the blob. So my interpretation is that the entire game, basically this blob has been mind controlling you to get to it and then take it over so that you can escape. And that's basically what the final sequence is. You do this big giant escape sequence, which I think is fucking cool. The art in this sequence, like I know you're not going to play this game, Ed, but go and look up like a five minute, just kind of a walkthrough of like what's happening at the end, because how they animate this hideous fucking blob and you controlling its arm to do these weird little 
little puzzles. It's fucking wild. Like it was so well done in my opinion. But yeah, so basically you escape, you finally be able to get free. And then there's just this kind of serene moment at the very end of the game where you're on the beach, the sun's kind of shining down and you're, and you're just this hideous deformed blob and just kind of sitting there relaxing, finally free. And then it rolls credits. It's really weird. And I, it just kind of sat with me and I'm still thinking about it and I really like it. Now that's the, the ending, but there's also even a secret ending where I, and it just further kind of emboldens my theory in my opinion, where throughout the entire game, these, these little um, things you can unplug basically like little bubbles. And if you unplug it, you get a trophy and it's like, you've done one. So I, I, I looked it up. I was like, fucking, I ain't going to fucking try to figure this out naturally. So I looked it up, followed a walkthrough, got them all. And then basically once you get all 13 of them, you go back to this one of them, the second bubble, there's like the secret room with this lever. And I guess you would have had to like decode this message. I'm like, I ain't fucking doing any of that. So give me the fucking code. So I do the code and you basically end up in this room with a plug that basically just unplugs everything, I guess. And the second you unplug it, you basically just hunch over and fall down like all of the other people that are being mind controlled and it just cuts to black. And so that's kind of where I kind of base my interpretation that this fucking blob thing is mind controlling you throughout the entire game to free it. And once you pull the plug, you're just a lifeless husk like everything else. Yeah. All right. It, it was uh, neat. I liked it. I'm not going to lie. Um, you told me to pull up the video and then YouTube recommendations sent me something where it put me down into a 30 second video of some dude speed running through Halo 2 and this man sword jumped into one of the ships <laughs> and it sent him flying through the entire That's fucking amazing. level at Mach 2. That's it amazing. was incredible. That is fantastic. <laughs> that, hey, man. That, that. That's that that that's quality entertainment right there. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, don't worry. I still heard all of that. Like the fact that you interpreted it as a blob that was trying to escape by controlling yes. the entire way. Okay, yes. sick. I oh dude, I misspelled ending. I put enting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good shit. Okay, good inside shit. ending. No commentary added to my watch later. I will need to see what is going yeah, on. Just check out some of the animation work because I think it's really well done. So, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of indie stuff, but this one, I don't know, clicked with me. I thought it was cool. Uh, it was abstract enough, and I really kind of like what they did with the ending. It kind of hit for me. So, definitely an experience I enjoyed way more than I thought it was because, like I said, I did not like Limbo at all. Limbo was just not a game I was interested in, but this one clicked. I feel like I have to just throw this in one in here. Like, it's going to be a hot swap. Um, but we're here, so fuck it. Um, Jim Kahana. Look, I, I look, I know. I'm just hard-turning right now. Um, I'm sorry. Jim Kahana. J-Y-M, just exactly like Jim. Kahana. K-H-A-N-A. Jim Kahana is uh, insane shit that I can't believe exists. It's just real people in cars drifting, and you don't understand how the fuck they're doing this so well. I just, look, I'm sorry. I'm literally just saying all this so I can timestamp it to get more people to see this shit. Uh, if you were to look up Jim Kahana 2020 Subaru, it's going to be some insane shit. That's that's all I wanted to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I Googled uh, it. And I'll show you. Uh, I'm going to send you a link right now. Uh, this is what I found. So, oh my God! Is that Jim Kahana? I think that is Mr. Jim Kahana, uh, the, the a doctor out of Mumbai who does uh, maxiofacial surgery. So, <laughs> that's what I okay. got out of it. Whoops. Okay, I guess search on YouTube instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! This, this episode's a fucking mess. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> this is the worst one yet. 
<laughs> no, no, this is a good one. Okay, we we finally shot each other, and yeah, now we're true. both just gonna bleed out until the next episode. <laughs> that's true. It's good at least. <laughs> okay, so yeah, inside I will happily add that to my watch later. I need to watch this because uh, you know me, I'm a big fan of animation and seeing how they pull this shit off. So yes, I will need to watch that. Inside is going to be a I'm going to spoil this shit for myself out of ten. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I give it a seven point five out of ten. Really enjoyed it. Wonderful. All right, it's twelve minutes. It's twelve up, minutes time. Oh shit, 12 minutes. All right. Do we just count it down? Because obviously, well, okay, yeah, hold on. Let's I mean, give where do we feel with recommending this game? Oh man, uh, it's really tough for me to recommend this game. Uh, I like it. I think, it'll, I think it's banging. I think it's good. I'll, I'll get that out of the way. Um, but I can only really recommend this game for in a couple ways. One, if you're a really big fan of old school point and click adventure games, I think you might like this game because it's good for that. Also, if you kind of want something that's just fucking so off the wall and different and like has like kind of just some indie kind of movie feel to it you might get some enjoyment out of this otherwise i don't think i could fucking recommend this to anyone so okay i like 12 minutes i appreciate that it exists i don't know how much of it i actually like beyond the novelty that it's different can i recommend it if you are playing it alone and you are just like i do not want to use a walkthrough whatsoever no do not if you have someone who you want to share their brain power and make it a backseat gaming session and you are okay with using a walkthrough when you need it, then yes, this is one that you should play. So we're both yeah, positive on it with you know enough caveats attached to it. Are we comfortable to just now start talking about how we feel about this? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's dive right into spoilers because you kind of need to for this game. <laughs> so. Perfect. All right, so uh, let's just count it down. Three, two, one. Uh, to be fair, this is the only way that you can open it up. That's your sister, man! Look, I don't care if it's Daisy fucking Riddle. It's your goddamn sister! Hold on. I think, where's that from? I think that's from Eurotrip. That's your sister, yeah, man! I think so. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah, um... Oh, I, okay, how do we feel that it handles that? I don't know. I mean, I don't... Is it a twist? for shock value's sake absolutely does it handle it well eh, maybe kinda i mean i i appreciate okay i appreciate the fact that a game's willing to do something off the wall like this because so yes. many games would just play it safe and make it some yes. gamer bullshit time loop thing that gets solved at the end maybe it has some sad ending or bad ending and that's that but the fact to take it off in such a wild fucking turn, I do appreciate that. But is it done particularly well? Probably not, honestly. It's one of the weird things where I just feel like gaming is still really early on with trying to tell narratives. That yeah. the fact that this thing is even trying makes me want to give it a whole bunch yeah, of points. Same. Like how there are so many people who nowadays will watch Citizen Kane be like, man, this fucking movie sucks. But then <laughs> if you take it back like a, a hundred years, yeah. you're like, yeah, but you understand this is what set the template for how movies are made here forth. So it's one of those things that I'm happy it does it, 
But at the same time, I still don't know how much of it is me being happy that they went for it and that there's the novelty of doing that, that I don't know if I can decide if they did it right or not. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's a really good point. Like, I don't know if they earned it. Like, they definitely set the seeds of how to prove it, but it still feels like, yeah, the timelines wrap up, but did you kind of escalate to a proper direction where you would start thinking that things are off? Like with either the main character hypnotizing it, but knowing this ultimately, um, did the dad actually sign off on this to be like, yeah, go ahead and date your sister. Like, I don't know how I feel about all this where I think, Maybe it's just the novelty that leaves me positive on it. Yeah, I agree with that, honestly. I do, like I said, the bold decisions are really cool. I mean, there's a lot to like about this game. The voice acting is great. I mean, you've got Daisy Riddle. You've got uh, James McAvoy. You've got uh, William Defoe. Like, fucking three A-list actors, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Doing a really good job. Now, it's memed because you hear the same shit <laughs> so goddamn fucking often because of the loop. Um, oh, and you and you weird. can meme the game to like ask the, the questions in like a weird order and it just breaks the narrative on it like it's just stupid but credit where credit is due because the voice acting is very good but yeah it's just got some weird issues with it i feel like i forgive a lot of it though because like it, it's an indie game yeah like, you probably spent most of your budget to get these people oh, to absolutely. read their lines and i'm pretty sure what you did is that whenever they had one line you're like could we re-record this and start trying to figure out how we can branch these loops differently so the conversations by the time you got to this point the actor who's sitting there going hey you realize how much you're paying me per hour and you're like fuck okay do one take and that's what we're gonna have so <laughs> yeah I, I don't blame it it just feels like something that if it were something that came out in like 10 years from now I would assume that people would be like, wow, man, why is this Why is this like this? This feels like no effort. This feels like such low butt, blah, 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 all of this, right? I think considering the time that we are in the history of video games, this is good for the medium. I don't know if it's good for itself. Uh, it, I don't really like the way that it handles the gameplay logic. I got stuck trying to figure out how to get the hitman to, I, I guess, get him down. Like, I didn't realize that if you turn off the light in the bedroom twice, it right. shocks you. Yeah, I actually I figured that out pretty that. early on when I was dicking around with shit. So I got lucky. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. I turned it on, and when it sparked me, I was like, ow. Oh, okay. Well, that's bad. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see I, I just like to fuck around with things so i'm like oh what happens if i do that again oh okay <laughs> uh, by the way i don't remember who oh no no i think it was on sacred symbols but i think they were complaining about using a knife to open up a vent i was driving to my parents house yesterday i listened to that and i out loud in the car was like dude i use a knife for everything like that was yeah, my. yeah i thought it was song. natural too <laughs> Oh my god, every single time that there is a problem with something, if I don't have a screwdriver, my next idea is like, is there a knife? 
Like, yeah. oh my god. I'd probably blame my dad for that. Now, using the spoon for event would have been stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, specifically, what was it? I think that me and my brother would always joke that if my dad ever wrote a book, it would be called A Thousand and One Ways to Use a Knife because this man used a knife for literally <laughs> everything. Like, he always had one with him. And that now, uh, you know, eventually you grow up and realize you are your dad. And uh, that is one thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm just my dad. I like using knives for almost everything. <laughs> so, yeah. whenever they're like, oh, shit, I can't open up this with my hand. I was like, oh, perfect, a knife. <laughs> but to touch it back to what you were saying, some of the puzzles, man, are so obtuse. Like, so mm-hmm. fucking obtuse in this game. Walkthroughs are definitely helpful for this one. And, I mean, that's kind of a problem with point-and-click adventure games sometimes. But, man, like, we're in the year 2021 at this point. The game needed a better hint system. And, and, and mm-hmm. it doesn't even need to be something text on the screen. Just have the characters basically like, hey, fucking idiot, try this next. Like, that's all you needed. Yeah. And I, and I really wish, and again, low budget, I can understand why something like that's not in the game, but something like that would have gone a long way to help it out. Small internal monologue from McAvoy going, huh, okay, what if this, this, this? Yeah. Like, there you go, done. It, exactly. So you don't actually have to break yourself out of the uh, immersion of the game to go look it up on a walkthrough, and then you pause it and you're like, ah, shit, is, is time still moving? Fuck, I only have 12 minutes right now. Yeah. So how did you interpret the ending? I'm curious. Okay, so I definitely had the interpretation colored for me, because once I read what someone, I think it was AJ. I think AJ is the one who wrote it out. Uh, AJ, co-host of Complete Edition, a podcast that I don't know if I'm going to keep listening to. I'm still <laughs> figuring it out if I want to. Sorry, AJ. Um, so, I think the way that he wrote it out was that the entire game itself is just the main character constantly trying to make himself forget that he is going, he is dating his sister. Uh, oh, sorry, married his sister and having a kid with, uh, which uh, is even more like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> It's the Simpsons meme of everyone going. (laughs) (laughs) So I like that. That theory. And that's now how it colors for me that the entire game itself is taking place inside the, uh, the library and you're talking to your dad and you are constantly trying to navigate this situation and not acknowledge to yourself that you are dating your sister and going to have a kid with her. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, it's pretty close to mine. I think the only thing where we differ is I think I think you're right. I think it takes all place in his head and he's inside that library. I think the dad and the police officer, though, are the same character. And I think the dad is actually hypnotizing his son to try to get him to fucking forget all this. So Yeah. That, wait, that, wait, okay. That's where I land on it. The actual situation of celebrating and announcing that they have a kid is that something that is real or is that something that they are using as a scenario to then just be like this is literally worst case scenario if this doesn't break you you are never going to break yeah that's a great point i don't know so much in this game i think it's open for interpretation so i that's a great point i don't know part of me wants to think right if we had to put a timeline on this yeah um I want to say that McAvoy is a horrible person and he, (laughs) so yes, of course, obviously it goes without saying, uh, either he has been dating his sister this entire time. There's a situation where, look, I like the idea that canonically McAvoy is also someone who snoops around because, you know, we're the person that's snooping around the entire room. So like, I like being able to pull gameplay into the narrative. So let's say that that's his personality. Let's say that he found out that he was going to have a kid. He knows that his sister wife, Jesus Christ, his sister wife was going to try to celebrate with dessert. So let's say that he went over to his, his, dad dad 
uh, <laughs> to his dad, dad-in-law, and was like, hey, this is going bad. I need you to hypnotize me. So he is in his mind playing out the scenario of how to navigate this and forget that he is dating his sister and basically the impetus to make sure that he can get through the situation without acknowledging that it's his sister wife is having the dad's voice be the hitman who constantly goes and slaps him in the face like no you didn't properly lie to yourself do it again yeah that could very well be the case honestly i don't know like so much of it to me is just and i think it's very much like that on purpose i don't think there's an yes. answer there maybe he has an answer like personally he's like, oh i think this is what it is but i, I don't, don't want I, I, yeah i don't want to know and i don't think you'll tell so i'm fine with that okay where do you land on it do you think that that event of there being a baby on the way is something that is actually happening, happened, or going to happen? Or do you think it's worst case scenario, hypnotization? Yeah, I, I would probably say the latter because I think, let, let's be honest, if I take my theory as true and the dad's hypnotizing her to be like, stop this. At this point, if he's already put a baby inside her, I don't think we'd be at the hypnotized stage. I think we'd be at the, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and you're going to go to fucking prison stage. <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, doesn't he do that? Like he's ready to start tearing sure. The room, he's like, no, don't you fucking do this. True. So yeah, maybe, maybe she is, and he and he and he finds out about it that way too. Yeah, that's actually true. Maybe. Yeah, fuck, maybe. I think where the game really fails for me is that in what fucking universe would the dad go? Well, you know, there is a way you can forget that she's your sister. <laughs> like, I think that's the only thing where I'm like, oh, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, no. Well, stop it, Willem. Stop it! No! God, fucking... <laughs> oh, William Defoe. Yes. I just... Stop it. I think that's the only thing that kind of breaks me a little bit. It's like, you know what? This is a complete gap in logic. I just do not understand why you would have a situation where a dad would be like, yeah, you know what? I guess since it's, his, it's my grandchild, uh, it's my double grandchild, sure, we still need to be sure it has a loving home. Uh, yeah i don't know the whole thing's so fucking weird to me man it is such a fucking turn out of left field and then they just kind of it's near the end too so they kind of leave you left to pick up the pieces and be like what the fuck's going on did you get the true ending by the way or which ending did you get i should have asked that yeah no i got the true yeah, ending okay. i got yeah. the ending where he properly gets hypnotized yeah okay yeah i i looked up the other endings and uh well they definitely add more context but man if you've gotten one of those other endings and then just stopped it would have felt very empty yeah that's <laughs> yeah i don't think i would have at that point when i was near the end of the game i was like okay let's make sure i get this right ending here because i don't know if i want to go back and <laughs> go to the struggle of doing this all again it was at least definitely interesting like i'm, I'm glad it kept my yeah. attention okay i'll give a credit for that i'm positive on the game but even if i ended up not positive on the game i'd still rather have a game like that that's like wow at least it did that than something like dare i say days gone which is just more than i want to shoot myself so <laughs> you see you chose the one that we both can punch down on. yes that's why that's why so, we, we had a rough day we need we need bonding right now <laughs> we're going to end this on peace yes, yes peace until hell and, uh, peace and uh no incest please yes correct so seven out of ten but as my alternative rating would be please don't fuck your sister out of ten <sighs> Oh, that was going to be my score. Uh, no. So, <laughs> I, I that's my score. Yeah, oh. is that it? Is that it? Are we good? That's it. Under two and a half hours. 
wow, holy shit. Oh my God, we're getting better. And all it took was for us to just admit that we hate each other. Yeah, just the power of hatred, folks. Power of hatred. Christ. All right, any final words? Yeah, no, uh, fuck you all. I I agree. End card. (laughs) Hey, look at you. You got to the end of the episode. From episode zero to the day that I finally get lazy and cancel the show, a big thank you to Joey Rawlings for providing the perfect name for the show. Be sure to always give him thanks either out loud as you're listening to this, or you can just send him a thank you tweet at boogeyman117 underscore. That's boogeyman117, I-E instead of Y, double O. Be sure that it's an underscore, not a dash, 117.